radio.com or call toll free 1 877 330 1120. That's 877 you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features on the site free. So head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to influence the stuff that we will talk about on the air. You submit different uh, different interesting things to our website. Other listeners will then vote as to whether they think that your submission is decent, and you get to vote on theirs up or down, whether you like or dislike. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it here on the air at Free Talk Live. Okay, so join us over at freetalklive.com, the number 800-259-9231, right to the phones and the fun. Australia, Jeremy is on the line. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hello, Breakfast Hi. Boys. It's 9 a.m. in Eastern Australia, and Mark and Ian are on LRN.FM. Ah, uh, yes, we are on LRN.FM, and that is uh, it's good to know. Wake it up with Mark and Ian of the Marta. To- <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live. Honk, yeah. honk. Right. So what's so, up, hey, man? I just wanted to say congratulations. I see you guys got the Republicans to agree with Liberty. What? <laughs> what? Excuse me. When did that happen? They're uh, they're getting rid of the war on drugs. They're ending the war on immigration. They're going to start allowing gay marriage. Stop How did you censor. get into this alternate universe that uh, you <laughs> well, apparently existed? It, it, it says in the pledge, uh, the GOP pledge to America, that um, America is an idea that free people can govern themselves. That government's powers are derived from the consent of the governed. Well, a nice they, idea. Yeah, it's a <laughs> great that's idea. Promise. I keep asking uh, the the man in the robe in the courtroom about that, uh, or I've asked in the past about the whole consent thing, and they just don't really care about that. But that's what the GOP is promising now. It's a great promise. I look forward to them accomplishing that goal. But I have no con- I have no confidence whatsoever that they believe in it. A or B will uh, be able to accomplish it, even if they did believe in it. Even if they knew what it meant, uh, they were, weren't going to be working very hard to do it. Yeah, yeah, don't hold your breath on this one. If uh, yeah, it's past just like evidence, the, um, contract for America that they fig- they did in '94. You yeah, are I fell, correct. I fell didn't, for that didn't one. Everything turn around then. No, no, it just kept getting worse. As a matter of fact, in fact, the uh, the Republicans uh, seem to make things worse at a a, a a quicker clip than the Democrats do. Well, this Democrats beat the uh, uh, beat the pants off of them. A bit confused by the rhetoric. Sorry about that. Well, you know, that's all right. Everybody is entitled to be confused at, uh, at one point. Just the question is whether or not people will actually learn from their mistakes and decide to reject the idea of the, the two-party system and come to the understanding that if they want liberty, the Democrats and Republicans are not going to be their solution. So what else you got for us tonight, Jeremy? Oh, just I just thought um, uh, I've been uh, having a few debates with people recently on um, the ideas of vol- voluntarism, and I have found that Marx's idea of calling dispute resolution organizations governments, competing governments, is um, does work a lot better than trying to explain all of the um, intricacies of, of dispute resolution organizations. So, Mark, I, you've uh, been vindicated. I, got, I learned something, I learned something from Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you it's so amazing. much, Jeremy. When I first started listening to the show, um, Mark was uh, Mark actually believed in, in 
in government. Oh, I'm not uh, sure like that I don't. Government. As far as still believe <laughs> no, 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 in the, in, uh, in, in a course, I think at the time um, you sort of still believed in the in the federal government in the U.S. and trying to make Oof, it a that's a been small a long time. Government instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and I started out in the same place, and then over time I moved Ian's way. But this idea that the the way that Mark's explaining. Um, competing governments yeah. is making a lot of sense. I, I've I moved Ian's direction too, and it's it's really embarrassing to move towards the direction <laughs> of the younger. You know, honestly, you know, not very quick in his feet or bright uh, a host that you have. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I remember Ian when he was 17 years old, had long hair, and was doing uh, uh you know, uh, he was doing a deep knee bends in the studio of the rock and roll station. Yeah. I, I mean, I I with caught my shirt him, off. Right? Walked in, yeah, I walked in and caught him, um, you know, sweating with his shirt off, and I'm like. Ew, what is going on in here? And uh, yeah, it's difficult to, to to get that out of out of your mind. And as an as a real adult, uh, and you know, dealing with you know my business partner who's you not, and it's it's hard on you emotionally to uh, in any way acknowledge that they might have something right about their philosophy. Not only that, Ian, it's really really hard once um, you've taken the red pill to understand what world everyone else is looking at. So thanks a lot for making it so so hard to understand everybody else. <laughs> I do my best. Jeremy, thank Very you for annoying. the call tonight. Folks, you can go to your uh, website, Free Oz Radio. Is it freeozradio.com? That's right. Thanks, right. Ian. Very good, sir. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. He mentioned LRN.FM. He is uh, one of the, the show hosts on, uh, on the network. Uh, so Just to prove that we're international. It is very international. You're right about that. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, and we will continue. Take your phone calls about whatever you, is on your mind. Sean is here uh, with us tonight, and you brought something in that I'm uh, happy to hear about because it's an update on, well, not something that I'm happy to hear about, I, I guess. It's it's actually, well, I guess I'm just glad to know that uh I don't know. I'm not glad at all. What am I saying? This is terrible. I, I really don't know what you're saying. I'm glad you. that this you brought is... it in because I wanted to know what was going on. How about that? that what is going on what? with this crazy lead testing situation that is putting businesses out of business who manufacture toys and things like that for kids under the age of 12? Well, it's it's not just toys for kids under the age of 12. Now it's science kits. It's anything uh, that is marketed to people under the age of 12. So it's not just toys and science kits. It's also clothing. Uh, when we first talked about this, uh, it was probably about a year ago, and then it went into effect, I think, at the beginning of this year, if I'm recalling correctly. And please correct me if I am wrong at 800-259-9231. Certainly, if you're in the small toy manufacturing business, you know better than I do, or if you work with Goodwill, because uh, the news was that after this went through goodwill and these other organizations these thrift store kind of uh organizations that help uh, take crappy things and sell them and they you know make some money and in, in goodwill's case they use that money to train people at you know getting uh, job skills and things like that and, and helping people that are maybe down on their luck getting back into the workforce goodwill's really it's an amazing uh, yeah it takes stuff that people don't uh, no longer want that's still functional um you know yeah. gives it sells it to people who do want it and in the process employs people who honestly are very difficult to employ um you know and it gives them a lot of ex-cons go there right it gives them a step up uh into the the working world in a kind of a platform from which they can move off and and get another job so this organization, Goodwill, counts on donations. Uh, I, you know, I don't see them around here in uh, New Hampshire. Do they have them up here? I don't. I haven't seen them up here either. I think that they've got, uh, you know, they've they've have existing uh, systems for taking care of that, and so they huh. um, don't don't need to be 
serviced. Well, they may be in more metro areas. Than, maybe than they're where pretty we are popular down south. Woods. Did you have them in North Carolina? Sean? Yes, we did. Uh, actually, they had they received a lot of my material goods before I moved up here because yeah. I just didn't want to move them. Yeah, and you don't have to throw them out. You can just take them to Goodwill, and they'll they'll take care of them. And uh, now they're not able to take a bunch of stuff that other otherwise people would donate to Goodwill and would help. Uh, save a lot of people money i know we'll get into the science project thing here in a moment but uh just to kind of recount what this is this legislation is entailing if somebody rolls up to goodwill with a bunch of baby stuff which mark you know this as a new relatively new father with a two two and a half year old baby stuff is expensive it's baby stuff's expensive and you can you know um there's at least up here there's a network of, of passing around so much baby stuff that we honestly haven't spent that much money on jack i mean besides talking about his food and, and some special things that laura has want but wanted but most of his clothing, the vast majority of his clothing, are hand-me-downs. Well, it's a good thing you're getting it directly from individuals because you would not you would not be able to get those hand-me-downs, many of them, if they were manufactured before recently, uh, through any other source. Because now there's this government legislation, and I am being told that apparently there are goodwills in uh, other places of the state, so may, the more metropolitan areas of New Hampshire, not out here in the woods. Um but yeah, so if you roll up to Goodwill and you've got a bag full of baby stuff, they're going to look at it. They're going to say, I'm sorry, we can't take this unless it's got the lead certification. And this... this uh, So basically stuff that's you know older than a few months ago. Yeah, not long ago. Yeah, uh, just uh, it, it's no longer any good. Right now, yeah. each company that manufactures products for kids under the age of 12 has to get their products certified by some sort of testing lab for not just lead, but there's something else that they're testing for as well. And they have to test every single model of the uh, the products that they have and that means something very significant for small businesses and we'll come back and talk about the science projects and, and more about how this is just destroying uh, people's lives hey everybody scott horton here for freedomcam.net from coast to coast the increasingly militarized american police state has grown out of control peace officers have become law enforcement the old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcamp.net. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features there are free, including our webcam. Watch, listen, interact. We've got a chat room built right into the same page as the cam, so head on over there and enjoy that at cam.freetalklive.com. It's totally free for you. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Thanks to Memory Dealers. That's right. MemoryDealers.com is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zenpacs, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, at up to 99% off of list price. It's MemoryDealers.com. In stock, ready to ship, via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. 
When was the last time a child in America was poisoned by lead? When was the last time? That I don't happened? know, but uh, I guess what the first off the question. I, I don't know. It's probably not that uncommon because many houses um, will have areas that are painted with lead, especially mm-hmm. areas like uh, window panes and stuff like that. And the kids will eat the paint chips. Is the idea because it's sweet tasting? Suppo- supposedly that's the idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you know, I, these are. I'd say that that's a much bigger issue. Lead paint on toys is is a bad idea, but. I think that, uh, you know, the law never – it's always about unintended consequences with the law, you know, and um, – We're talking about a law here that has been passed, and I don't recall what it uh, what it was called. Sean, you may have that information. Uh, not right in front if of me. If you can pull you. it up, I'll though. When, I can find uh, it. This, uh, this legislation was passed in the name of the children, and really what it's going to do – you know, on its on its face, the politicians can talk about how great they are and pat themselves on the back for protecting the children from the evils of leaden toys and leaden products uh, that are using lead in some manner. Uh, whether we're talking about toys or or baby clothes, anything that's marketed to kids under the age of twelve now has to go through an expensive lead testing procedure, as well as another a test for some sort of chemical I don't recall at the moment. And it has to be certified, and a I think a, like a certificate has to be included in the packaging now as well, or something absurd like that. But basically, this is doing something that is just horrific to the first of all the secondary market, the aftermarket, or or the you know the thrift market of uh, people that just want to get rid of some of their old crap, so they try right. to donate it to Goodwill, where well, they can't now because Goodwill so it's can't a real sell it. it's a real boon for companies that produce new stuff because the old stuff can't be used anymore. Goodwill's yeah. just taking it and throwing it away. Yeah, they can't take it uh, from you. They, it doesn't do them any good. And so now uh, these parents that might have been used to going to Goodwill to get stuff cheap, well, now how are they going to get their stuff? They're going to either have to know people who can just give it to them. Like you did, Mark. You knew some people that were looking to get rid of some old stuff. But but most people, maybe they don't have those connections, and they just know about going to Goodwill, and now the shelves are empty because this law has forced them to take every product off of their shelves that could possibly that uh, is intended for use with a twelve year old or less, as long as it has been manufactured prior to this last year. Basically, it has decimated the secondary market for baby toys and kids toys and, and clothes and things like that that on its own is horrific enough because of the the extra burden that's going to put on poor parents i mean that's not an easy thing to, it's not an easy thing to be a parent period i'm sure but to be poor and to be a parent or to be of low income and to be a parent it's even more difficult especially if you're you know if you're not if you're like me and you wouldn't want to take government welfare well if you're working and you, it's more difficult to find these paths to get this uh, this stuff because they're not going to stop the uh, you know people getting low priced used but still very good materials from one parent to another and one person to no, they're another. Not. They're not going to stop that from happening, and but they're not they are going to make it difficult. Sales. What's that? They're not going to be able to stop garage sales right. either, although but that's the technically thing. that's illegal. If, from what I understand, um, if you are, you know, a, a young person, if you have, a, you know, you're busy working, you're working 50, 60 hours a week in order to keep your family going. It's hard to make it to yard sales. You know, yard sales are for those that, uh, you know, <laughs> get up early on Saturday mornings. And uh, many young people, they don't do that. They get one day a week sure. to sleep in and they do that. Well, I mean, if you're if you're looking for something cheap, then it's worth it. It's worth your while to wake up. and Indeed. And it. But it just makes it more difficult. Goodwill's open all day. All the time. Sure. Yeah, the the law in question is the Consumer Product Safety Improvement Act of two thousand eight. Right, 
So they always name these things such wonderful sounding. Oh, we're just going to improve the safety of consumer products. Oh, who would be against that? Well, try every single small mom and pop toy manufacturer in the entire country because the economics are really what we want to look at here of the the scale factor in that when you're Mattel or Hasbro and you're manufacturing a new product, you've got some new G.I. Joe coming out, uh, Cobra Commander uh, or whatever is coming out and, uh, you know, you send off the one model to have it tested and then you manufacture millions of that particular model. It's no big deal to pay $1,000 for the test on that one model because you'd be manufacturing millions of them or hundreds of thousands of them. Right. But if you make, uh, you know, say your own wood and wool uh, because this is popular um there's you know people, handmade stuff yeah handmade stuff you make your own wood and wool like little trucks and and uh, sheep and and you know people and farm stuff and all that stuff you have to get each one of them by each one of them i mean each you know the sheep you have to have you have to send a sheep you have to send a cow you have to send a, a shepherd you have to send you know whatever it is um that you're you're sending and every model one of you, each of them right every model you have to send as well so if you release a model this year and you wanted to, and you want to make another model later on you've got to get that one tested too and I'm sure there are also other onerous things about this that we don't even know because we're not in the, the home toy manufacturing business. But basically, this is a way for the big manufacturers like Mattel to crush their competition. And that's really all regulations have ever been. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much their job. And this just makes it crystal clear. For anybody that hasn't figured that out yet, anybody that's heard us say that in the past, and oh, that's not true, regulations keep us safe for the big corporations... No, you're living in a fantasy world if you believe that story. That's what the government people want you to believe. They want you to believe that, oh, we're out here keeping you safe with our lead testing. Look, look, tests. We keep the kids safe. Uh, but they don't talk about all the businesses that are going under because of this, uh, this mandatory lead testing. And it's just so sad. And now there's more. Sean, what's the story? Yeah, this is from... Uh Industrial Maintenance and Plant Operations Magazine. So I don't. It's an industry publication. Some kind of industry publication. Yeah, they're telling you the truth here, right? At impomag.com. One of the tools used to get kids jazzed about science, hands on science kits, could face an uncertain future amid a debate on safety. The Consumer Product Safety Commission has been mired for weeks in deliberations as it writes guidelines on what makes a product a children's product. That guidance, expected Wednesday, is supposed to help sort out which products have to be tested under legislation passed by Congress over two years ago that requires rigorous safety checks for lead, chemicals, flammability, and other potential dangers. So they're still writing the legislation, even though it's – they're writing the regulations, even right. though the That's, legislation has been passed. Right. And they do this all the time, is they essentially turn – they write a law and then essentially turn over the, the real writing of the law to the bureaucrats. To the bureaucrats happens yeah. all the time this is as a matter of fact this is what that health care bill is going to be about um they you know most of the real rules haven't even been written yet well didn't you vote for these bureaucrats <laughs> <laughs> the bu- bureaucrats not not, not a one of them all right uh plenty of companies from makers of handmade toys and halloween costumes to firms selling science kits have flooded cpsc with requests for exemptions on some of their products that's right because there was such an there was such a, just an explosion of outrage about this i mean people's businesses are on the line here because of this and so what you saw happening and we reported on some of this we'll come back with more on this story uh but what you saw happening is these businessmen begging and saying well you don't you shouldn't regulate my business we're coming up
In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And the features on the site are free, so head on over there and enjoy those on us. Features, by the way, including our bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Head on over to bbs.freetalklive.com and see that for yourself. Uh, get interactive there. bbs.freetalklive.com Over at uh, freedomsphoenix.com they've got uh, the, the headlines there now are, is the Paul family dynasty going to end before it begins? Pakistan cuts off NATO's supply route and mysterious rare red diamond on display. Go check it out at freedomsphoenix.com. They're your news aggregator for all things liberty. All right. So we're going to continue here with uh, the latest on this lead ban, the Consumer Product Safety Initiative, or whatever the heck it's uh, being called. Something like that. Something like that, uh, where basically they're making it so if you're a manufacturer of a product that's going to be marketed to somebody under the age of 12, that you'll have to put your products through this testing procedure and it's at a, an incredible cost to the mom and pop organizations out there that are making kids toys and as we're going to find out here science kits and things like that smaller businesses it's much more difficult for them to to weather these regulations whereas the big businesses well there's no problem for them they've got the legal team to handle it they've got the the budget to handle it they're they're manufacturing millions of uh, of of one copy of a product that they make so spreading the thousand or so dollars that the the test might cost over millions of uh, iterations is less, you know, less than at least a penny thousands. Per, per unit. So uh, we're going to go to the, the details on that from Sean here in a moment. But David's got some thoughts uh, in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi guys. Hey. Um, one quick thing. Uh, not that long ago in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, I guess there was this people, they were from Africa, and they lived in this building, and one of the children ate um, lead paint chips and either died or got really badly injured. Mm. That's just one note, but I was going to say, I, I think you guys are, like, wrong on this one. Really? Totally. Totally. So you support <laughs> really putting small one? businesses out of business? Yeah, absolutely. Was, uh, I don't know anything about the small businesses. If the small businesses are... are uh, I would think the small businesses would have the uh, health and welfare of children in mind and adjust accordingly. Well, it's not it's not the small businesses and what their uh, what what their feeling is on children. It's about the government and what the regulations they put on small businesses. Because uh, you know, I agree with you. Children's products shouldn't have lead paint in them. And the question is, you know, how do you go about ensuring that people don't get uh, you know children don't get toys with lead paint in them? The government's come up with a plan, and that plan is 
jeopardizing small businesses and their ability to stay afloat because it's the government does this all the time. It's one size fits all. I'm not saying that I think that, uh, you know, that should just be, uh, you know, do whatever you want with kids' toys, lead paint, schmed paint. It doesn't matter. I think that lead paint's an extraordinarily bad thing to have in children's toys. I just think the government, especially in this case, has really failed with its uh, with its regulation because, well, it's jeopardizing all kinds of other toy manufacturers out there. Can I ask you one thing? Sure. What about, would you take, you have a small child, a yep. son, this sure. sounds like a very adorable, nice chunk kid that you love boy. very much, mm-hmm. and would you go into a... Uh, if if they allowed these these um, things to happen and these you know go ahead put them in the put them in the secondhand stores you'd go in the secondhand stores and you'd buy some of those for your child. Well, um, just remember that they were in the secondhand stores until earlier this year. So um, up until today, up until you know January of this year, this is the level of danger that we've had. So we know what it's like because we've had it up to this point. And the, the you know honestly, I've got all kinds of secondhand toys. They didn't go through a goodwill or something like that. They just came to me from other parents. So the answer is yes, I would absolutely do that. I've got all kinds of, uh, you know, wooden puzzles that they could be painted with, uh, with lead paint. But I don't think they are because, you know, the Melissa and Doug brand, which is a big one in wooden uh, puzzles, they're not going to paint their stuff with uh, lead paint because they're concerned about kids. They want the, they, they've got reputation to uphold, right? And so when they buy paint to paint their products with at the factory, they're going to buy the right kind of paint. It, it, wasn't it Mattel that imported the... It was Mattel. It was a major manufacturer yeah, who did this. one of the big guys. Not one of the little ones. Right. So, Can I just say one thing, sure. one thing real quick? Yeah. This, like, like, say... Let's take Walmart. Walmart um, wants to get wants to get cheap stuff, so they can sell their cheap stuff. Uh, we have regulations over here. We have all kinds of restrictions and regulations. They have to go to China, where there are no restrictions and regulations, where China can do whatever they want and use lead paint and all that garbage and send it back here. Well, well, don't forget that it's it's not just regulation, because if you were to put a a product out there that is dangerous for kids, I can sue you if my kid is harmed. So um, it's, you know, to to some extent, we have a system for handling it. It's called the court system. If my kid uh, eats lead, you know, eats some lead paint off of an an action figure or something like that, I've got a tort. And so the legal system's in place for that. The question is, is that does this regulation that they put in place, is it harmful or is it helpful? I, nobody here is recommending lead paint for kids. They're, you know, the question is: is how is the government going about and doing it? Is uh, going about doing this, and is it is it harmful for business in general? Also, do we only want big businesses manufacturing toys in America? Right. Well, I want to. Do we talk- only want Walmart selling them? Well, okay. First of all, David, I understand why Walmart gets this bad rep. Right, they're the biggest company in America. Uh, they they've kind of gotten this the, uh, like the world <laughs> reputation of uh, for whatever reason being cheap and bad and and you know I, I shop at Walmart and I don't agree with all of their uh, with all of their uh, their their the, I guess their procedures and and everything that they do as a, from a business standpoint but I I do like the fact that they can bring me the same product uh, for less than it's even maybe advertised on the the box of the product. Um, and I think that's something you don't – maybe you're not aware of is that you know you kind of paint Walmart as this evil uh, business that's going out trying to get the cheapest, dirtest, cheap product, bringing it to the shelves and pushing it on people. 
But well, I don't that's a good thing. think you realize. And unfortunately, people get abused in that. Well, process. I don't think what you what you don't realize is Walmart has standards. They're not just going to take any old product and put it on the shelf. They want to make sure that that product has a certain level of safety uh, attached to it. So, for oh, instance, there's the uh, the United Laboratories logo. This is one of the best examples out there. Uh, are you familiar with that logo? Uh, not, not, I can't envision go, it. That's for go sure. Go to your t- the UL kitchen. UL logo. Um, it's 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 on your toaster. It's on yeah. it's on every mechanic uh, uh, electronic, electronic pro- product. Yeah, you yeah. Have. pretty much every electronic device you have likely has a little circle on it with the letters UL, and then there's usually a little bit more information. Oh, yeah, yeah, You've seen that. that, okay? Yeah. Well, you didn't know what that was, right? No. The UL that's a private organization that does testing of a variety of products. I was shocked the other day, uh, several months ago, when I saw the UL logo on a gas pump. I mean, these guys test everything from, international, from, uh, from, I guess, industrial quality kind of products all the way down to the consumer level. When I was in jail, the, the uh, blast door that they have in jail has a UL bulletproof certification on it. I mean, these guys test everything from your toaster to the doors at the jail. These guys have incredible uh, amount of products that they that they test and so walmart if you are a manufacturer say you're a chinese manufacturer and you've got a toaster that you've made but you haven't gone through any sort of certification for that toaster you just pushed it out the door as cheap as you possibly could and who knows what the the quality of the the wiring is inside and how dangerous it it might be walmart's going to take a look at that and kick it right back in your face they're going to say look this is a cheap toaster but we don't want just cheap we want something that's cheap and it's not going to set our customers houses on fire and so that's why you see brand names like black and decker and these other products oster and other uh, products that are in there because they've done the testing that is necessary they've shown they've done their due diligence as companies to show that their products are safe otherwise walmart's not going to take it they don't want you setting your house on fire because they want you to come back next week and buy some more groceries does that make sense well yeah it makes sense but it's also the fact that it's overseas is is uh uh, we don't see what we don't realize what the uh, what might abuses might be going the, the lack of restrictions over there and you know stuff well like what that. what abuses are you referring to? You talking about the, the way they treat their employees? Because I what abuses specifically? I'll tell you what, I'll let you answer that question in a moment. More with David, 800-259-9231. There's a lot of misinformation about foreign manufacturing and how it's sold over here. Thousands of years ago. From the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on our site, and we give them to you. So head on over there, uh, enjoy them. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a portion of the proceeds, a portion of the purchase. So get your shopping done. Get the stuff you're looking for delivered to your door. 
Amazon.freetalklive.com. Well, we've been talking about children's products here, and here's a children's product that has no lead paint in it. It's called An Island Called Liberty. It's, an, it's a children's book whose simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. It'll uh, get the ideas of liberty to the child and to whomever's reading it. And you can get it at freemarketunderdog.com. That's freemarketunderdog.com, An Island Called Liberty. Use coupon code FTL to save 10% off your order. Get them for Christmas and get them for all the kids you know. Freemarketunderdog.com. We're going to come back and continue because we kind of left off in the middle of Sean's piece here, the story that he brought in. Uh, and I'm not sure. Where was where was it from, Sean? Um, this is from in- Industrial Maintenance and Plant Operations Magazine. And oh, yes. I got it originally from MostlyCajun.com. The uh, the industrial uh, folks are, are talking out against this insane piece of legislation that is forcing mom-and-pop businesses and other businesses that manufacture products intended for uh, people under the age of 12, young people, uh, to do this insane lead testing and other uh, chemical testing that is just completely unnecessary. Even if you're just making wooden blocks, you have to have them lead tested. I mean, every single product, everything, for somebody under the age of 12, has to go through this testing process, which dramatically is going to increase the cost of doing business and the cost of the products if these companies manage to stay in business, that are being manufactured on a smaller basis. For Mattel and Hasbro and the other major toy manufacturers, it's nothing. I mean, it costs them nothing to do this in comparison. Comparatively, yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, the, the test costs the same. I suspect they can probably get the test a little cheaper just because they have the bulk discount. They can do it in-house, probably. Yeah, they probably have somebody to do it. Um, but when you're talking about these mom-and-pop places, uh, you know, $1,000 per toy Per toy, no, well, I I don't want to make it seem like it's every toy, it's every type of one toy. So if you have uh, you know the little uh, wooden um, you know shepherd action figure, all the shepherd action figures uh, must be tested. One well, one of the shepherd a- uh, action figures must be tested, and then all of them you know for that one. But but then the sheep has to be done, and then every the model that's being be marketed has to be tested, and it affects smaller businesses. Uh, in a greater fashion. David's with us on the line in New Hampshire, and, and he's in disagreement on this. Uh, and I think it's just simply because of a lack of information and a lot of the confusing uh, propaganda that goes on out there about these companies like Walmart, uh, which it's easy to paint Walmart as the bad guy because, well, they're the biggest company in the world. Um, and again, they don't do everything right. They, uh, they've been known for using uh, eminent domain in some cases, using the government to take property in order to build stores. There certainly are problems. When you're the biggest company, you've done, likely have done some things along with the government to, uh, to aggress against people in order to get your business done. On the other hand, there are things that people need to know about how they do business that uh, they just don't tend to know about. And, and one of those things I was explaining was how they keep people safe by only accepting certified products, products that have certifications of well-known uh, industrial certifiers like Underwriters Laboratories, the UL logo. And then you mentioned something, da- uh, David, about these uh, manufacturers over uh, overseas and right. and uh, you, you, some sort of abuses. Now, what specifically are you this referring is, this to? This is what I'm saying. Basically, Walmart and everybody else moved elsewhere because we have we have we have we have regulations. We have standards here. Well, the government and, and has it costs money to use those standards and regulations. Sure. So now Walmart and other pe- people they move it over to to China where they don't have standards and regulations where they but can that's not true. make things more cheaper. That's, well, hold and on then a we second, get David. it back here. Then we get it back here, and we have the cheaper. Uh, no regulation product. No, David. And, we, and it turns out that product has lead in it. David, 
most uh, first of all you're you're just wrong that there aren't standards overseas there's the international standards organization iso 9001 iso xxx there are certain numbers that follow the iso based on what the manufacturing processes and yeah, things that they're iso writes, writes a lot of different standards for a lot of different things and compliance with them is a big deal for anybody who has any kind of ISO right. See, work. the thing you're missing, David, is your what you're suggesting here. You say we have regulations. No, the U.S. government has regulations, and you're right. The right. U.S. government's regulations. And I feel that that's the result of of a demand of the market. No, no. it is. It, it, well, it, it, there's certainly a demand, and the government can re- responds to demands, but the government doesn't have the same incentives that the marketplace does. Also, the the products that are being made, ISO certification, things like that, typically is much higher standards than uh, than a lot of governments have. And what I want to point out to you here is that these government regulations are, again, usually put in to protect uh, existing businesses. They put smaller businesses out of business almost every single time a regulation is created. And you're right. It's the government regulations that are forcing businesses out of this country if they want to keep their manufacturing costs down. And they want to keep their manufacturing costs down because they want to stay competitive in the marketplace with other companies that are manufacturing worldwide. But to suggest there aren't government regulations Mean, means that there's danger out there, means that these products aren't safe, or means that there aren't standards is just not true. Walmart and uh, Target and these other big companies that are having products made in China and, and you know Thailand and other places, they have standards for their products that they will sell in the stores. It's not just UL standards, it's ISO standards. So Walmart will not have a manufacturer manufacture a product if that manufacturing facility isn't up to certain specifications. In many cases, that requires that they they treat their employees in a certain manner, that they're not running a sweatshop. It it requires that uh, the manufacturing conditions be up to a certain specification. Again, ISO, uh, fill in the blank for the numbers. So I think there's just a, a whole bunch of misinformation that... You know, everything's just being made all kinds of crappily out there around the world, and it's it's just not true. In fact, if you look at Chinese manufacturing over the last few decades, it's gotten better and better. We talked about this one night, uh, I don't know how many months ago, maybe a year ago. There was a, a great story about the last four decades after, uh, was it uh, Chairman Mao, Mao Zedong, I think it was, uh, that after he died off or whatever the heck it was that happened to him, uh, basically his uh, successor came in and, and realized that things were a little too uh, restrictive in China and started loosening up the the restrictions on what businesses could do and what kind of things could be owned because it all used to be state run mm-hmm. uh, back in the day and that works and uh, and so it's just year years go on and the the standards got better and better and as more people over here in America were demanding higher quality the Chinese manufacturers would step up their quality as well and you can you're getting better products out of China okay, this real, decade than the last one okay real quick if if it's not as I presume, and everyone else, I would imagine pro, most people presume that the market is dictating that these tests be done because people are being harmed by them. I presume that's what anybody would derive from these restrictions. Um, if that's not the case, what is the case? 
The case, well, the case is, is, is that um, the, the, a politician loves a parade, right? They, they, you know, they love to get out in front of the parade and wave to people and everything. The politician didn't put on the parade. The politician, uh, you know, he's, he's like a little leech. And uh, when, you know, somebody does all the work, he goes in there and he sucks what he can get out of it. And there were some incidents, certainly some incidents. Mattel. And, right. In, in this world, you can find incidents for everything. Coconuts fall on people's head and kill them. Um, I mean, weird things happen. Sharks attack people at the beach. And, you know, just kind of people, uh, you know, the people see these news stories and they imagine it's happening everywhere all the time. There was an interesting uh, story where Mattel got a bad batch of, uh, I think, action figures or something like that that were made with some lead paint over in China. It wasn't happening all the time. It happened one time. Mattel did the uh, drawdown. Mattel issued an apology. The government didn't catch it. The government didn't catch it. Mattel did. Mattel made it stop. And so. And they got together with some politicians and said, look, here's what we can do to fix this. And really, what they're doing is they're making it near impossible for small manufacturers to actually compete with them because Mattel is no problem for them to go through these lead tests. Whereas a small manufacturer, just imagine this for a moment, David. Uh, imagine that uh, you're at a, you've got local, you know, around here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's this buy low. It's Keene to buy locally. That's one of these stickers yeah. that you see around town, right? So you've got these local toy stores. One just opened up in downtown Keene. Uh, you've got a local toy store, and let's say a, a, you want to go in and you want to manufacture. Let's say you like to whittle, so you're going to manufacture some uh, some some toys, some wooden toys for uh, for some kids, and you want to consign it. You want to sell it at the local toy store. Well, you go into the store, and the toy store tells you, yeah, you can sell that product here, but because of the new federal regulations, you're going to have to make sure that it's, it's lead paint certified or lead tested certified uh, as per the new regulations. And you say to them, what do you mean? This is, oh, it's a wooden block. I'm not even using paint on this. And they tell you, well, I'm sorry, the federal regulations, we can't sell it. If the feds find us selling that product in here, uh, we're going to get, we're going to get shut down and right. fined and so. Wool without dyes, uh, action, you know, uh, little wooden toys without paint. These things have to be lead paint tested. So, David, now, you're, now you've got to spend $1,500 on a lead test in order to manufacture just one or two or three uh, different uh, wood products in order to sell. How does that make you feel? It makes it really difficult to sell your products, I can tell you that. Hour number two is coming up. Three- John Dennis, an accomplished businessman and entrepreneur, has been a pro-liberty Republican for a quarter century. He's the new face of a new Republican Party, and he's running for congressman of California's 8th District. I'm John Dennis, and I support drastically cutting both taxes and spending, which will help repair our devastated economy. Abolishing spendthrift governmental money pits that fail to produce the desired results. Bringing our troops home to defend our country, not policing other countries around the world. And a return to personal responsibility self-ownership, and freedom of choice for all Americans. Something John doesn't approve of? Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) It's time for the Wicked Witch of the West to go away. Wipe the slate clean in California's 8th District in Washington in one blow. Contribute to the John Dennis for 2010 campaign at johndennis2010.com. I'm John Dennis, and I approve this ad. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 
It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight is Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And we're going to continue telling you about the further decimation of small businesses by this lead paint or lead testing rather uh, regulation that has has gone into effect actually they're still in the process of writing the regulations the law was passed the intention was created and now the bureaucrats are well they're they're allowing themselves to be lobbied as far as creating exemptions we're going to talk a little bit more about that and and again this is destroying small businesses that manufacture products that are intended for young people under the age of 12 uh, while it's not even going to be a scratch to manufacturers like Mattel or Hasbro or some of the, the mainstream uh, manufacturers, the big boys. So Sean's got some of those details. We're going to get to it in a moment. But Howard is on the line in Pennsylvania on the amp lines. Hello, Howard. Howard, are you there? Howard going once. Howard going twice. Hey, fellas. Hey, there Howard. He what's on your mind tonight? Nothing. I just want to get in a few quick points. Like, you know... Is that guy Sean David? Are you guys both from New Hampshire? Because like you guys kind of sound the same. Like is that like a New Hampshire accent? You think like, Sean sounds like David? Well, kind of a little bit. Is that are they both from New Hampshire originally or what? I'm originally from uh, Southern New Jersey, but I grew up in uh, North no Carolina. Way. Damn, because uh, I'm from Philly. No, it's just I I hear David all the time. He has an unusual voice. I know I my voice sucks, and I have one too, but. I appreciate David. He's an intelligent person. I hear him a lot, but I was just wondering. I just found a similarity. My real point in was calling. In calling was is I, I wanted to bring up that I think like I'm looking at you now, and you've got your head your your head looks like shaved, and looks like you're ready to go into jail, brother. Is that right? <laughs> I don't think they shave your head in jail. No, not necessarily. No, but I've heard that it's probably. I don't know. I went. I went in the Marine Corps, and when I went to boot camp, I didn't shave my head. But I was. I'm just. My point is, is that Ian. I think you should pay the fine, man. I think you have too much on your plate right now. I think. Uh, but I've always got a lot on my plate, it. and I don't like paying criminal organizations money that they don't deserve. I know. So- I know, and I know you're a hardhead, and I just don't think it's good for the show. I think you should just take. Just pay this one. But if right I pay now. one, then they're gonna know, they're gonna expect me to pay the next one. I know. Yeah, yeah that that much is true. Now, I, Howard, I I I don't know whether I agree or not. I've really held my opinion back on this one because I know that if I give Ian an opinion that is positive towards paying the fine, he definitely will not do it. <laughs> so um, I know, and I don't want to actually. I don't. Sorry to interrupt you, Mark, yeah, but I don't want to. You know, the show's just not the same without both of you there. You know, you're both just like. But, you know, well, it's an obvious statement. It's it not the same unless we're both here. Well, clearly it's not the same, but it's uh, you still... know, and I'm thinking about the co-hosts that I would uh, right now. I mean, I have to plan for Ian going to jail and I'm thinking about the co-hosts of the co-hosts that we've uh, that, you know, have been on the air. Which ones am I going to bring on and which ones am I not? And, you know, though, I I don't find that we have co-hosts that with the same kind of teeth that Ian does. Ian and I will go I at it over. You issue. know, the Sunday guys are great. I appreciate that Sunday because I listen every Sunday. And, like, some of them are better than the other ones. Like, but I appreciate their effort, and they're getting better as time goes by. Yeah. But you and Ian, on, you know, the Monday through the six days a week, it's a dedication. It's, I think it's better off, Ian, just, you have money, man. Pay the goddamn <laughs> money. I'm sorry. Don't 
believe me, I won't curse anymore. <laughs> Pay the money, and you have so much on your plate, they're going to lock you up down, down, the, down the road anyway, Ian. I mean, oh, yeah, just, they are. Stay on I've radio. got five more charges I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm facing in it. December. You have the money, and yeah, come on, stay on the radio. I don't want to give yeah. it to them. Thank you, Howard. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I told the man in the robe yesterday that I was willing to give that money to the local soup kitchen, and yeah. he refused that. Yeah. Which, uh, well, because he doesn't want you to get away with what you want to do. He but wants they you let to, me make, do that. to make you do what he wants you to do. Sure he does. But they let me do that years ago. Sure. So is that precedent? Like, that they let it happen once, that... They should have let it happen again. Like, I would have no problem going down and cut a check to the local soup kitchen. So it's not about the money. It's not about me keeping the money. It's not some sort of greed factor. It's about me giving it to them. Yeah, I refused to give it to them myself. Uh, He allowed me to uh, take community service instead of uh, jail time. Did you fill out the financial affidavit for that? I didn't fill out any paperwork, but I I gave him the information verbally. I see. So, uh, so yeah, I, I haven't made up my mind completely, but I can't say I'm leaning towards paying it. I mean, if somebody else wants to put up um, their own money and do it, I don't know. I can't stop you from doing that, but uh, I'm, well, I don't like that idea. You know, I, I, I don't even know why you'd put that out there. I mean, if, if you want it Some people paid were by, talking about that. If you want it paid by a private organization, then you might as well pay it yourself. Um, you know, so... I, I think you well, should no, make. I don't the, want it paid. You should make the decision that you're going to make. You should say, "I'm willing to to see private money go into the hands of the government based on the actions that I've made, or I'm not." And if you tell people, "I'm not interested in you doing that," then they're less likely to do it. Yeah, but I'm it sounded really it sounded like you were lobbying for that right there. And I think you should make make your stand. Say, "I'm either going to give the the bureaucrats their money, and, and if people want to run some kind of." Uh, um, you know, a fund drive for that, and so that you don't it doesn't have to be your money, and it can be spread out amongst people, and that that's fine and everything. But you should either make your decision: I want private money to go into the hands of, of bureaucrats because of the actions that I've made, or I don't. And you need to take the stand. You need to take it firmly because if you're going to go to jail, you need to do it powerfully. You need to say, yes, I'm going to jail because these people wouldn't take money for the soup kitchen. That's the kind of yeah. government that we have. I, I like that position, Mark. I like uh, I like where you're If you're going to go, if you're going to do it, that's the, the way you need to do it. Right. All I'm saying is I don't think I could stop somebody from going in and and uh, and and paying that. You know, I don't think I could. Well, I don't. You should take you should take a stand from. as to please don't do that for me. Yeah, I'd rather you not. I'd rather you not say please right. don't do that for me. Uh, if that's what you mean, please don't do that for me. Okay. Okay. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And I appreciate all the, you know, the best wishes. And maybe it's not the best thing for me to, to uh, go away for 28 days. Uh, I, it's probably not. But at the same time, I just don't like the idea of those people getting money for a crime that didn't have a victim. I walked around the jail a couple times. Sean was there with me. I was. You're, you're, what was the fine it's for you? Three hundred something. Uh, my fine was two fifty plus the twenty four percent they tack on to all fines. Right, right. So mine was a thousand plus the twenty four percent, so over twelve hundred dollars uh, for me. So even though it was the same exact so called crime, and we were in the same exact place doing the same exact thing, uh, for some reason there was a triple the discrepancy. Quadruple. Uh, when it, yeah, when it comes to uh, when it comes to me, so. Uh, clearly, this uh, particular judge, this robed man, is uh, is biased against me, and he doesn't deserve to be 
he he doesn't deserve to be honored in any way by actually having that uh, by his having his demands met. And I don't know what kind of after the fact things are possible. I need to talk to some lawyerly types to find out. Um, as far as you know, after a trial, after a verdict, can you file for a mistrial? Can you file to recuse the judge after the fact? Like this guy clearly has a vendetta against me. Based, he on- said he had a vendetta. I mean, yeah. his his vendetta was, uh, I think. Uh, Ian said something. Okay, the judge said, uh, uh, you know, that you need. I think you should go file that appeal right now. And Ian said something to the effect of, "Do you mean right now?" And he's like, "This is what I'm talking about. You're crazy or whatever." Like he, yeah. he blows up at Ian for asking specifically what he's saying. And you know, either either Ian is you know slightly mentally ill, which is my choice, um, <laughs> or he didn't understand the, the the directions, or he was being a smart uh, butt. But uh, you know, whatever it was, it. It's the judge's job to deal with smart butts. If he didn't want to deal with pe- with people that are, say, below society's highest standards, he shouldn't have been a judge. Yeah, he's supposed to be impartial, right? He's supposed to be impartial <laughs> and patient. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, be serving the public. And he's not doing anything like that. It's clear and obvious the guy has a bias. I so, mean, aside from anybody the, could see that. Aside from the appeal, which I expect to get kicked back because I'm not going to send them any money, because uh, I don't want to give these people money. Aside from that, I'm going to try to maybe file for some sort of retrial or recusing the judge or reconsider. Maybe if I can get the judge recused and then have another judge come in and look at the sentencing again, maybe it could be adjusted. I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to go through those channels, but to give them money, it's very distasteful to me. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you'll find archives. If you've missed a moment... You can click and download right there on the front page, the last week's worth. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you back to late 2006. And it's all free at freetalklive.com. The archive's brought to you by hostgator.freetalklive.com. Well, we all know when it comes to a political campaign that uh, money is what makes uh, the world go round. You have to have money to be able to do the advertising, especially in a market like San Francisco when you're running against a uh, paragon like Nancy Pelosi. Well, Nancy Pelosi's weak in San Francisco right now. She's not even doing campaigning. And, you know, she's had a bad a couple of ye- bad couple of years uh, in, in office and I think that uh, she's looking pretty weak. And there's a guy running who's a very principled anti-war Republican. His name's John Dennis. He's uh, about as principled as a fro- pro-liberty of a politician as you can find and He's doing some fundraising. I've donated to his campaign. I would recommend you do the same thing. Go to johndennis2010.com. You can't vote for him unless you live in San Francisco. But as an American citizen, you can uh, you can donate to his campaign. And he's he's busting through his uh, campaigning goals, which means that he has uh, his by by goals I mean the money. And he that means he has a chance. He's more than doubled what his September goal was. And you know. 
Go donate. More money, more chance of beating Nancy Pelosi. John Dennis, 2010.com. All right. Uh, we're going to continue taking your phone calls. Uh, still to come more on the lead paint testing madness or the lead testing madness uh, that is destroying small businesses. First, it's Ryan in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. Um, I'm, I'm calling to talk about certainty. Okay. Um, I think I've, I've called before, and I, I have troubles with liberty lately, but uh, less, less and more sometimes here and there. But I think I've realized like, where it really comes from. And I think I, um, we as human beings are all looking for certainty, I think. Stability, maybe? Like when they talk about um, governments, stable governments? No, no, no I, I, uh, certainty. I, okay. uh, is, I use it advisedly. Um, the religious are, find certainty. Um, people who are members of uh, cults find certainty. Um, people who uh, are moving in the, the altern- quote-unquote alternative health circles find certainty. Um, it's very comforting, like the idea that, that as long as we do this thing or behave in this fashion or adhere to this ideal – Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm feeling a lot of that in the liberty movement. Uh, maybe it's just Ian, <laughs> but uh, I, it it feels like there's this um, religious fervor sort of thing that I'm I'm getting. It's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Hmm. And what would that be? That, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's there's a feel, particularly about you, Ian, that mm. um, that th- this the the ideas of liberty are. You mean that I believe so firmly that it's wrong to aggress against my neighbor that it it takes on a kind of a religious tone. Because uh, that of. is a, a very prime belief that I have, and I, it I is something that is uh, is I think worthy of evangelizing because well, it's peaceful and it's an advocacy of peace and allowing one's neighbor to be free. So yeah, I'm you know pretty much based my entire uh, political life and uh, my entire professional life around that uh, particular concept, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have a real tough time with the idea of somehow reversing direction and embracing the idea of aggressing against peaceful people. So if that's what your issue is, then I can see you know why you might have that issue if you feel it's appropriate. Uh, to aggress against peaceful people, then we've got a real, uh, you know, disagreement. Well, I, th- I think there are situations where... Uh, conditions, um, things uh, trump the individual's... Uh, Sure, a lot of people have excuses for aggressing against peaceful people. I've been engaging in conversation over at the Free Keen Forum recently with uh, a, a local uh, young lady who is uh, is kind of like you in that she's got some all kinds of reasons why it's okay in her book to aggress against peaceful people. In her book, it's all right because, well, society exists, and if you do something that society disagrees with and that there are some members, uh, individuals called uh, legislators that have written some words down on pieces of paper that men with uniforms will uh, enforce. If you break one of their little written-down rules, then it's okay to go ahead and take you and put you in a cage. And, and that's not aggression by uh, in her book because you've provoked uh, the result of the men in uniforms putting you in a cage by breaking the rules of society. And so, therefore, it's not aggression, uh, Ryan, according to her. Would that be as similar to what you're no, coming uh, I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's, it's certainly aggression. I mean, it's certainly wrong to aggress against peaceful people, mm. but sometimes... There are situations where wrong and wronger conflict. 
Okay, give me one. Um, okay, um, a, a, a parent is allowing their child to bleed to death on their front porch. A parent is allowing their child to bleed to death. Now, where would the aggression come in? When I would take that child forcibly to the hospital to ensure that they would not bleed to death. I don't think that's uh, I, I don't think that's aggression because the child gets the child is a free being and gets to choose where the child wants to go. Now, if the child is bleeding to death and says no, I don't want to go. Put me down. Then you have a then you have a real issue. Then you then then but, then you're in the yeah, area of aggression. Eight months old. What's that? Let's make him eight months old. Well, at eight months old, you can uh, I think you can jump to a conclusion uh, safely um, that that. You know, beings like to live, and so therefore this being needs to. Uh, that you know, I'm going to help this being live because beings like to live. I think you're in a you're in in a safe area at that point. But I'm aggressing against the parent. How so? No, you're not. Not at all. Parent doesn't own the it, child. Well, in the same way that you would be aggressing against. Well, uh, okay. Um, I mean, you be, might be. I suppose you're aggressing if you go on their porch. You're aggressing it's their, pro, their property. But at that point, let's say I knock them forcibly out of the way. Well, then in that case, you'd be willing to pay restitution for any damage you do to them, right? I mean, you're you would uh, be willing to take on any responsibility of anything that you broke in the the process of rescuing that baby. And if you'd be willing to do that, then I don't see what the problem is. It could also be in some form of arbitration considered uh, that you were acting in the defense of the child who was supposedly in the care of the parent who had a responsibility to take the child to the hospital, so your actions okay. wouldn't be no, aggressive no, let's, at all. Let's, let's, make it, let's make it a little less clear. Let's say that kid is dying of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And we're talking about an eight-month-old? Uh, well, let's... Yeah, let's talk about an eight-month-old. Okay, because with an eight-month-old, then you don't have a situation where the child is, uh, you know, saying, "I don't want to go." Right? Um, Precisely. So you're 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 talking about a parent uh, saying that, you know, I the believe Jesus, I believe Jesus is going uh, to to save my kid, and and you're not, and you're right. Or I believe that the you know the alt health whatever they want to do is going to save their kid. You know, um, at that point. You're looking at you're looking at science, and you're deciding. Well, this one's more likely to save than that one, and and you're in an area of, um, you know, I mean, science can't necessarily save all kids with uh, lymphoma, right? Of course, but so, it's currently you know, whatever. It's, it's what, what you I'm consider to be the best solution at that point. So, so at that point. At that point, you're looking at uh, you're making a decision that the parent isn't necessarily making, and I think you're more likely to lose when uh, you know somebody takes that takes to arbitration. arbitration. We'll come back if you want uh, to maybe discuss that a little further. Hang on, uh, Ryan. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line because this kind of gets into the area of well, what about the parent that's abusing their kids? Uh, that kind of thing. Can you rescue the child? And uh, I say yes, and it all depends on how it plays out. In the decades to come. Hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, uh, freetalklive.com features including... The Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies said have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved over at shrine.freetalklive.com. The Shrine is Osborne approved. Jason Osborne is a principal at SACL CAI, the major sponsor of Free Talk Live. Uh, if you need help with, well, anything that has to do with making telephone calls to a whole bunch of people, SACL CAI can do it for you. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side, SACL CAI. All right, we continue here. Ryan is on the line in Virginia with some challenging questions about uh, the voluntary society and people uh, that are trying to live by a certain perspective of not aggressing against their neighbors, of uh, allowing peaceful people to make choices choices for themselves, honoring their neighbors' choices. And then things get a little sticky uh, with some issues, admittedly, when uh, you've got other people involved who, in many cases, aren't really fully able to make decisions for themselves, like in this case, the eight-month-old with Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, which he's... uh, you know, perishing from, uh, would it be aggression in that case to go in and somehow rescue that child from its parents and uh, subject it to the kind of treatment that you think is appropriate? And Ryan, are you still with us? Absolutely. Right. Now, when we were discussing the first place was uh, the eight-month-old was bleeding to death out on the, the front porch, and that seemed a more, much more cut-and-dry kind of a case uh, that you could go in there and, and rescue that, that person. In the case of uh, parents that might be, say, faith healers or they, they believe that uh, Jesus is going to heal their baby, uh, then you get into kind of a, a stickier area as far as what things might be like later on. Like if you went and you rescued that child, uh, basically you're kidnapping the, the child from the care of its, uh, its parents because you believe that they're wrong about how they're handling or rather not handling uh, their child's lymphoma. And so later on, they might try to uh, come after you in arbitration for, for kidnapping. And really, I guess the ultimate question would be how would the arbitrators decide that? And guys, do you have any ideas as to how that would go? It certainly wouldn't be decided until the child himself who was kidnapped would be old enough to bring a complaint, in my Really? Opinion. You don't think the parents would be able to uh, to do that? Look, we were taking care of this child. It's our biological child. and They might be able to make such a claim, but... I have a claim I, I, over it. Over oh. in that they're supposed to be guarding the child or protecting the Regardless child? Regardless of the ultimate outcome, uh, um, to me the point is that's a situation where you can use aggressive force against a peaceful person and at least have reasonably good moral standing for it. Well, I Arguable think, moral standing at the very least. I think that you're... I, I would like, say you're right about that statement. Uh, yeah, I mean, but the, the question is, is it's the view of the person that you, uh, that, that, you know, is making the decision. For instance, some people believe in natural remedies. Some natural remedies, I think you would agree, are more effective than others, Right. Oh, yes, certainly, certainly. So, um, you know, the question is, is how effective is the natural healing that they're doing? And, you know, how educated are you on the subject? So, I mean, if, if a guy runs up with a stethoscope and a white, uh, uh, you know, a smock, I think that he just he's going to have more standing than, you know, your average guy on the street says, I think that allopathic medicine's better than naturopathic medicine because they just don't know. Um, so I, I think that what you're talking about there is a really uh, it is honestly a very touchy situation and absolutely you you could you're putting a lot on the line 
So yeah, absolutely. Let me bring this back around to what I was talking about, about certainty. Um, when you think about when you let yourself get into the place of certainty, where you know you're right, where you know that everything that your, your worldview is tied up tight in a bow, you open yourself up to a lot of situations like that, um, and that's just a particularly egregious one, where you find yourself with a blind spot to what the real proper solution should be because it doesn't fit with your ideology. But do you see how you're in a blind spot on this particular issue and you're not uh, and it's it's still not fitting in your philosophy? This isn't an easy question to answer and we're admitting that. No, 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 absolutely. Not, you're drawing a either, conclusion I'm, I'm from this. I'm trying to use it as an example of how in general so People wait a minute. Where's, where's the certainty, uh, Ryan? Because I mean, we're we've uh, we've addressed issues like this before, and we've we've had trouble with them before about you know kids being put in danger and what the appropriate way to handle that in a, uh, a system absent uh, having this violent monopoly. And it's certainly okay. A let me let me issue. take it one step back. Um, I'm trying I'm I'm trying to analogize sort of a, a larger feeling that I'm getting, yeah. and I'm not succeeding. Um, let me take it one further step around. Um, let's imagine that you were able to wave a magic wand and, and create the voluntary society. Hand me the wand, uh, please. <laughs> I, would, I, will, I will hand you the wand. Um, okay, good. Well, what if, the show's over. <laughs> what if the, the outcome was bad? Right, and I've asked Ian uh, this, this question, question many, many, many times. Um, oh, I know you have, Mark. And you and I are very much on the same page in this. Right, but, and, and uh, by the way, uh, I'd like to I'd like to correct something you said. He says you're questioning liberty, and you're not questioning liberty. Liberty is a really great answer to most of society's questions. Precisely, and, there's and there, a few there are them. areas that I do question total liberty, right. but <laughs> there uh, are I'm areas that I question it too. To it is what mostly. Right. And, and um, you know, mostly what you're talking about is the difference between, uh, you know, for me, the idea between uh, total liberty and what's not total liberty is the question is, are you going to let the nuts um, take their property and secede from a very small republic? And my answer is yes. Let, the, let them, if they choose not to pay property taxes, let them secede. Oh, I would love to have them do it. In their own area. Yeah, and I think that that's uh, – I don't think you can force this total liberty thing on people and it and it work out very well. You have to address issue by issue. No, if people want to be controlled, then they're going to have people who are willing well, to control them. So, uh, I mean, as far as it – again, what's interesting here, Ryan, is that in order to, uh, to even make a point against voluntary interaction or, uh, you know, honoring your neighbor's choice, you really have to go into the area of the absurd. I mean, we've brought up It's babies. not absurd to say oh, that. Oh, no, I, I, there's, there's no, there's no, it's not even absurd, though. I mean, there's a lot of things that are – like, that, that, that's, uh, that's a paraphrase of a case that happens all the time. It is. Babies bleeding to death on people's <laughs> no, front porch? No, it's not the, the baby bleeding. That, uh, that obviously is absurd. We handled that one. But the, uh, the, the, the cancer one, it happens. Right. And it then, happens all the time. Then we get into Every the, day. you know, the, the, again, the absurd of the idea that you would be able Ian, to wave a magic wand and have the voluntary society come absurd about. Absurd is, no. is a nasty thing to say to somebody who has legitimate questions, okay? Well, but it's, when it's, you When you've asked questions about sounding like a pompous ass... This is the time, okay? He's asking a legitimate question. No, it's not legitimate because you can't wave a magic wand and have the voluntary society pop up. Okay, it's going to be a transition period, we've, we've and people are a, going to have to be convinced that it's a good idea before it even becomes possible. And let's, let's, but even as you convince that, like as you, let's say you take one step in that direction, and it turns out to be a bad idea. What happens then? Well, I tell you, society's not going to put up with it. 
That's the answer to that. If, I agree with you, Mark. If, now you need, I want Ian to say that maybe he might back off. <laughs> you, uh, well, it's not going to happen. He's, he said that. Of I've, course I've, not. I've tried to corner him a million times on that. I don't but, believe in aggressing the, against my neighbor. You need, and you need I would to, leave. Hold on, Mark. I would leave my neighbor alone if I found out their kid had Hodgkin's disease. And I would leave my neighbor alone if I found out that uh, they were engaging in incest. And I would leave my neighbor alone if I found out that, you know, some other weird thing that uh, some family might do, like the FLDS cult cell off their or uh, or uh, i guess they don't sell them giving their 12 year old daughter to some 50 year old guy to get married maybe i disagree with what they're doing but it's none of my effing business what they do and uh, it would really take the most uh, you know some sort of obvious like actual abuse that i was aware of and that i couldn't uh, you know tolerate happening near me anymore before i would actually go and uh, you know actually step over some sort of boundary and attempt to rescue uh, the, those kids so now here's an interesting here's an interesting addendum to that. Um, how do you feel about the, the the sort of general philosophical idea that um, people in as a unit as a as a group have some degree of ability to or, or reason to expect that their expectations will be met within their society? So, like their trash will be picked up. <laughs> I can well, say, like, like anything my, that might be happening. Like, like, in my community, like, I can like stand you by. you won't marry 12-year-olds to 50-year-olds. Yeah, well, I don't really know if I understand your question. I mean, people have certain beliefs and standards, and together they will have similar beliefs. Um, I think people should and allow is it, is others to make Is it reasonable to, to expect choices. that inside that society that you We'll come back with it. more here in a moment. Uh, we'll bring back Ryan. He's got some good questions. It's Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us on the phones, 800-259-9231. Bring up anything as we go back to Ryan for a few more thoughts here on some of his scenarios uh, that are challenging to the idea of uh, non-aggression, the idea of allowing people to uh, to make choices, even if you disagree with them, and allowing others to be free, so therefore you can be free. And that can mean people making some really disagreeable choices, and that's what we were coming on to here. Uh, Ryan, are you still with us? Absolutely. Where you were bringing up, uh, I, I brought up that I it would take something pretty extreme for me to even consider in uh, invading another person's life to, say, rescue their child uh, from something that I considered abusive. I think that people should generally be left alone. 
Uh, so I gave the example of you know people uh, marrying off their 12-year-old daughter like the, uh, the FLDS people do out in Utah where they have their sects out there. Uh, that's a common thing in their, their particular culture or their society or whatever you want to call it. But most people in America would look at that and find it absolutely abhorrent and, uh, and very distasteful. So you were asking a question in regards to what people thought about things like that. And can you rephrase that for me? Absolutely. Um, is, it, is it reasonable to suppose that a person who is a member of a society and who feels that they are a member of a society has some expectation that the societal norms will be respected? Define society. A, a group of people. That's usually where it stops. Well, um, usually societies are, uh, you know, a, a specific society is usually something In this something case, that... I'm probably meaning a society, that, a group of people that is tied to a geographical area because that is the paradigm under which we toil today. You know, and, and this is, uh, but this really truly is, Ryan, the, 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 uh, the hobgoblin of the, 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 the culture argument. And the fact is, where you live, there are people that have incredibly desperate, by that I mean a bunch of different... Disparate, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, disparate ways... Ways yeah. of conducting themselves. I mean, right. you know, there there are people that in that society that would say that they have the right to, you know, people not having uh, gay uh, intercourse in their particular landmass. They're there, and there's they're remarkably common. As a matter of fact, the ones that would say, well, gay people can't call their contract to live together marriage. So these things tend to change over time, and so I would say the answer to that is no. You simply don't have that. Um, that that people that people don't have an expectation. The only expectation that, that in the liberty world that we've come up with is that you can't aggress on your neighbor. So, but what you can do, there are plenty of options still that aren't in, uh, that don't include aggression. If you feel so strongly about those weird FLDS people down the street that have started, you know, they built a compound uh, somewhere in your town, and if you feel weird enough about that and you don't, you dislike it enough, you can let yourself be known. You can uh, you can advertise against that particular viewpoint. You can, if you're a store owner, for instance, refuse to sell uh, to those individuals. I mean, everybody knows who they are when they come in because they dress in a certain Weird manner. bonnets. Uh, yeah, I mean, they look like they're Absolutely. stepping out of the 1800s. And so you're under no obligation to assist them in their lifestyle in any manner. Although in, in, in a current society, one is required to assist them in what do you mean their lifestyle to a certain matter. Um, they... They use shared resources. Um, they, they, um, in, in current society, you, you would have trouble uh, not selling to them if you ran the general store. Yeah, well, um, uh, we're not talking about current society. Well, wait, and, would and you, you, can't, you can't Americans refuse with business? disabilities and all that stuff. You can't refuse business to uh, people today? You can't, you can't do that? No, uh, you cannot do that. Not really, no. no. You're, try you're try really to imagine, true. Ian, that you're saying, no, I'm not going to let you live in my house because you're uh, live in my rental because you're black. Like, Absolutely. no, you're, you're in big trouble turning down people because of their race, their ethnicity, their religious creeds, their lifestyle, all kinds of reasons. Yes, you cannot do so, that. No, 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 and, no, no. Yeah, and to a degree, that's part of the reason that, that, that people have trouble moving in the direction of complete liberty, because complete liberty maybe is the very best way to do things when it's complete. And, and that, that, that on the way there, maybe 
probably, I think we're going to see some really, really abhorrent things. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's going to be some backlash, but sure, uh, it's better than institutionalized backlash? aggression. I mean, clearly there's going to be bumps in the road, and as we pointed out, so well, the marketplace, uh, and as we pointed out, the marketplace doesn't solve all the problems. It's just the most not. humane um, method. I, I wouldn't expect for, it to. It's just the the most humane method for for people to deal yeah. with one another. And so, yeah, maybe maybe most there's the going to be some bumps in the road, but uh, you know, better than institutionalized aggression and the imprisonment right. of millions of uh, innocent people. Ryan, you don't believe that uh, people that don't want to serve, say, a particular ethnic group, let's use blacks because it's easy, um, a particular ethnic group really have to serve them, do you? I mean, if, if you don't want black oh, people no, 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 coming no, no, in your no, restaurant... No, no. I, okay. mean, I, I expect that they should be forced to pay lip service to it in our, in our current society. <laughs> right, so you just, you just but, make them um, lie a little bit. Yeah, 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 of course. And that's not, you can't do anything about it. Let's do a hard one. Um, Last one. The, 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 most, the most egregious market failure that, that we can see right at the current. Let's talk about childhood vaccines. Okay. Um, this is a situation where the benefit is mostly societal and the risks are mostly individual. But add it all up, and the correct choice is near-complete vaccination. And there's the market forces that act upon somebody say, don't do it. But the correct situation is to do it. And in and that's society, your opinion. Is, is there no... Sec- I'm sorry? That's, it's your opinion that it's correct to do it. That Other people the have different opinions. The way he's describing it is true. It is societally beneficial, and it is individually not as beneficial. And I think those things are true. And in those situations, I think society has a certain... A certain right as society doesn't people. have a right. It it doesn't exist. Right. It's what you're saying is, is that I have to. Difference. No, no, it's not. Um, because what you're claiming here is that somehow um, I have an obligation to protect you. Um, and I, I believe that we have an obligation to protect us. Now, if I, you want to create a society in which only people who are vaccinated are allowed, you're certainly welcome to do that. Go and buy up some, some land and create that society in which you have certain rules that people must adhere to in order to engage in living in that particular society. Much in the same way the uh, the owner of Domino's has bought up a bunch of land down in Florida called it Ave Maria and is selling mm-hmm. houses and businesses on it to people that are, are, are of a Catholic uh, belief system in, in general. So uh, it's one of the things about the, the marketplace, the free market, that uh, people who believe believes in certain ways would be more incentivized to move together so they could easier get along with folks and have less conflict uh, of which you speak. But uh, society doesn't have rights. I mean, if you believe in the ideas of rights, and I think they're a good, I think rights are a good idea. Well, uh, I, I believe that individuals have rights and individuals in a group together don't have greater rights than the individual by himself and that's the suggestion of society is that somehow by uh, more than one person getting together that they have a right to do things to the other person who's on the outside and that's where we get might makes right I believe there's a responsibility to create pro- correct incentives and probably our brute force system right now can't create the right incentives without in, in um Without aggressing to, if you want to uh, create a, a good incentive, step. you'd be free to do that. Go and create your own private society in which you have the rule that everybody's vaccinated. And then everybody that wants that sort of thing can go there. Thanks for well, the for call instance, tonight. If, I appreciate if, if, it. If, I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Anybody else want to add to that discussion? Well, on the subject of vaccines, I'm not sure what the, the, the science says, and I'm not really prepared to believe 
either side completely until I see some studies done without any government interference, which isn't going to happen until there isn't a government interfere. Yeah, it's hard to call vaccines a market failure because there's a significant level of governmental influence in that particular business. Uh, indeed, there, indeed there are. Um, my son is not vaccinated, but you know, one of the things that I enjoy... You're violating the rights of society, Mark. Well, right apparently. Uh, what I, one of the things that I enjoy um, it, by, through this situation is that other people's... Uh, I, I do think that uh, vaccines vaccines work to stop the diseases that they're trying to stop. However, I think that there are things that they just haven't studied about them that are dangerous. My personal experience is that I've had uh, two vaccines for the flu, and both times I was the sickest I've ever been in my life. And to poo-poo that is, you know, to, to say that I should endanger myself or my son for society. And, uh, you know... It's, or Ryan's belief right. of what society should be. It's basically the, the, the sergeant telling the private, hey, run out there and place this landmine knowing that he's going to get shot to pieces Mm. no thanks yeah it's the old i know what's best thing here and that's where a lot of the people that that are touting the social contract or society having rights are coming from ryan is certain that vaccines speaking of certainty right that was the reason why he called in he's certain based on his research of doing looking inside at science and the studies of you know, information about vaccines and their safety. He believes that they're best for people. And that's great. I'm glad that he has that opinion. I just disagree with forcing it on people. So if that's what you agree with, find other people that agree with you and get together with them. That's what we're doing here in New Hampshire. We're getting together with other like-minded people who understand what liberty means. And that's going to lead to good things. 1-800-259-9231. Because all the evidence points to good things coming from freedom. Now tell me again how this country is the land of the free and the home of the brave. How would you like to use the power of mass media and popular culture to send an anti-statist message straight to the heart of middle America? It's easy to do. Just request this song on the radio. Hi, I'm John Ringer, and let me tell you about my crazy idea. I wrote a song called My Country, My Ass. I sent this song to over 600 radio stations nationwide. Then I made a web page with links for contact and email for all the radio stations. My goal is nothing less than to change the psychology of the entire country. But I can't do it alone. I need your help. All you have to do is use the internet to request the song. Radio stations aren't like the government. They care what their listeners think. To request the song, just go to MyCountryMyAss.com. It's easy. That's MyCountryMyAss.com. This song is my message. Is it yours? Why don't you tell those jerks in Washington to stick their laws where the sun don't shine? This is Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Main feature on the site allows you to control the content. You go there when you see something online as you're surfing about that you think is pretty useful or interesting or outrageous, and you post it over at freetalklive.com. Submit it as show prep, as we call it there. And then other listeners will see your submission and they will vote on whether they like or dislike it. And you can vote on things, too. And the most liked will make it to the front page in the top of our website, meaning more listeners will see it and click it and read it. And we might talk about it on the air as well. So go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive as we go to your calls and the fun. Frank is in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I think if uh, the caller had... 
um, had a copy of uh, uh, the definitions in sociology, a lot of the linguistic confusion could have been sort of uh, omitted. Uh, regarding certainty, certainty exists within empirical measurements. Uh, however, when you're dealing with the social sciences or communities, whether they're operative or inoperative, whatever the case may be, uh, that's really an abstraction and illusory and ultimately subjective. So, uh, and another point I wanted to raise, uh, referring to the little uh, town in Ave Maria in Florida. Yes. Granted, they can create a community, uh, have their own social structurations and patterns, but they still have to follow the laws of the state of Florida and the laws of the federal government. They cannot discriminate in business, let's say, uh, if someone wants oh, to Oh, I think you're wrong store, about that. I mean, it just all depends. No, no, they can't. They can't. Then legally, they're liable and they're Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then, then, wait a minute. Then they're discriminating in, well, maybe you wouldn't count this as discrimination, but one of the things that is required, if you want to open up a store in Ave Maria, as I understand it, if you're Walgreens, you cannot sell contraception. Well, that's actually a violation of the federal, of uh, the Florida laws and also the federal laws regarding But it's private uh, property. And but the point Why is, can't? someone could sue them, and Walgreens would be oh, liable that's a shame. for they violating. They shouldn't be able to. It would be, yes, they could. Someone could go in and I'm demand. I'm not saying they couldn't. I said demand. it's a shame. No, no, and let they me shouldn't finish. be able to. This is where this is where the argument is ridiculous. Which uh, argument? If someone goes into the community, they can't make that demand because Florida allows for abortion, as does the federal government. So actually, if Ave Maria, the town, does that, they can lose their federal funding that I know they have, and also their state funding. So let's be very honest when we're dealing with reality versus abstraction. Uh, and until well, I'm until telling you that's what maybe, I've read, Frank. No, no, let me finish. Let me All finish. Right, Those points are valid, and I think you need a legal. You need to look at the legal situation and how legal precedent, in a sense, determines and defines the conduct of individuals in the community or a citizenry. Uh, and I think a, a, a good uh, dictionary of sociological terms would be a tremendous help, and 80% of that debate, that wasted air time, could have been put on other more interesting issues. In oh, fact, Frank, the reason you why I called show. tonight Go dealt ahead. with the comments last night about the aliens, and a friend of mine who supposedly has met uh, aliens from the Orion 2.8... Is this one uh, of your Illuminati buddies? In the, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and also who, who uh, recommended uh, to me and to other individuals at one of our cognac and cigar parties uh, to read Zachariah Sitchin. And he said that it is true that Nibiru, the planet of the crossing, that actually created the human race because we were designed, according to Zachariah Sitchin, to mine gold so that the Anunnaki on Nibiru could take that gold, vaporize it, and fix holes in their atmosphere. How much is and it like... What they did say to me was very interesting, uh -huh. that when, the, when Nibiru returns, the planet of the crossing returns, yeah. mm -hmm. the Anunnaki will not only want the uh, people of the United States that are obese in the United Kingdom as part of their food chain, but they will want all of the gold that has been mined since man uh -oh. was created. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty humorous and hey, funny. Hey, Frank, <laughs> thanks for that. I appreciate we'll it. Have to hear, hey. We'll have to wait and see. Frank, Bye-bye. Uh, no, oh, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I wonder if it's like the like in Stargate where uh, you all seen have you seen Stargate? No. 
I've seen the movie, not the TV series. I haven't seen uh, much of the TV series, maybe one or two episodes, but the movie is really, it's a great uh, sci-fi movie from the 1990s. And in uh, Stargate, the the pyramids, uh, the great pyramids out in Egypt and other places where pyramids might might have been built, uh, were used by this alien race that uh, you know came down to enslave uh, mankind or, or put us here or one or the other, and and uh, then, and they come back. Uh, well, not, uh, not GPS Earth, plot but, points. What are they used for? Uh, yeah, sort of like that. Basically, between uh, different uh, different planets, they can shoot people through this Stargate yep. thing and. Uh, but anyway, just like uh, that sounds a little bit like what Frank was talking about there with uh, us being brought here by the alien race to uh, to work as their slaves. When you go to jail, I'm going to have Frank on as my co-host. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. All right. We'll talk so, about important things like uh, the Anunnaki. The aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Waste air time talking about. Things like liberty and stuff. Let's go back. Uh, <laughs> those of you just tuning in, in the very first hour of the show, we were talking about the absurd Consumer Safety Improvement Act, which is actually going to put people out of business who are creating products for young people under the age of 12. And, Sean, you had just gotten into telling us this story from this industry publication wherein uh, there are different sectors of the of businesses out there that are begging the government for exemption please 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 don't make us have to subject our toys or our in this case science project kits to uh this these testing uh, factors because it's just too expensive it's going to put us out of business yeah it, the the testing requires safety checks for lead chemicals flammability other dangers and plenty of companies from makers of handmade toys and Halloween costumes to firms selling science kits have flooded the CPSC, which is the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I Can't believe. have a science kit that might cause something to combust or mm-hmm. uh, you know, catch fire. Yeah, that would be bad. Because uh, I remember the Bunsen burners we had in, uh, in chemistry class. We couldn't have those. We couldn't have kids having those. We, we, had, we had the, uh, in my school, we had the uh, gas supplies, but they were never, ever turned on <laughs> the entire time <laughs> I was there. They used to have them um, at one point, and then you know, just liability just got so uh, so high. And admittedly, it, it's a big liability giving high schoolers uh, you know access to these these oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> I remember putting a, there was some kind of big uh, pan or something like that. Uh, it was you know not pan, but like so, sort of bowl and c- catching enough gas under it and lighting it with my lighter. <laughs> 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 that sounds on. like fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, scared me. <laughs> For the makers of science kits, this is an issue that they say could uh, lead to fewer hands-on science experiments for younger children. They're right about that. The industry has asked the commission for a testing exemption for the general use items such as rulers, rubber bands, paper clip, and paper clips inside the kits. So they want a, a test for each one of the rulers, the rubber bands, and the paper clips. Yes, mm. they have to be checked to be sure that they're lead free. Well, you know, they could just, uh, you know, I, this is how they'll get around it: is they'll just recommend, you know, find three rubber bands, uh, you know, find four four paper clips or whatever they have, so they don't have to include them in the kit. They just tell a kid to go find them because they're all around. The house, and since they're not being sold to twelve-year-olds, they don't have to be tested when they're sold to adults. Or they could just put uh, "only for thirteen years and up" on yeah. their packaging. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that that or um, the the problem with that though, with uh, just using a rubber band found around the house is uh, the experiments that they have in their little guide might call for a specific strength of rubber band. Yeah, use, indeed. Use rubber band number seven. Included in the kit, which has a certain stretchability Credit. and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And anyway, um, wait, 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 I lost my spot in the story. That's all right. It happens. Uh, so they're they're forcing these regulations on these companies, and they're making it 
all the more difficult to put to bring these products out to marketplace. And that's going to result in, as you pointed out, fewer people buying science kits for their kids, uh, fewer kids being interested. What else interested, could it result in? Fewer kids being interested in science. And, you know, down the line, who knows? This one regulation could uh, result in some of the most brilliant scientific minds never going into that field. Yep, they're going to destroy Western civilization. Well, maybe. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen, It could be right? a factor that you know doesn't destroy civilization, but it it's, could certainly bring the United States' uh, land mass down as far right. as the amount of people I mean, that are science with 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 the way that uh, the, the, the student level, the student uh, uh, performance in the United States has diminished it's over time, bad. do we really want to make it uh, to, to hobble them that much well, more? Well, do we? Well, we want them to be uh, educated and drop the heck out of the government schools and be homeschooled and that sort of thing. Uh, do the government uh, want to dumb people down? Yeah, I think there's evidence for that. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? NHmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts. All free at NHmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Our news updates are there. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up there. Uh, You can follow our emailed updates, Twitter or Facebook, your choice. Choose all of the above if you'd like. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you use that portal, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free of hosting at hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're continuing here from an industry publication regarding uh, the the toy business, and in this case, the science kits uh, kind of business, the industry of kits that are made for kids that are under the age of 12 to uh, get experimental. And for instance, I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad bought me one of those Radio Shack kits where you put wires on it, and then uh, you know it makes it into a radio yeah. or some other device that lights up a light bulb or you know there's usually like fifty in one different sciencey yes. things that you can do with it. Yeah, I had something so. like that. It came with some lead solder too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> can't have that lead solder. So uh, and of course you know the idea here that having lead in anything is a terrible is a terrible thing suggests that well parents should be able to leave their kids with whatever it is they buy them. And in many cases, if you've got a, ch- a little child. And you're buying them small things that they could put down their throat. Whether it's got lead paint or not, that's still pretty dangerous. You know, swallowing the Matchbox toy car is not going to be a good idea, regardless of what it's been uh, been painted with. So uh, there's no amount of government regulations that can force parents to be responsible for what their kids do. But if you're going to let your kids uh, use something that could be a danger to them if they were to try to shove it down their throat, for instance then that's a big mistake on your part. You need to keep an eye on your kids if they're going to be playing with something like that. Seems like a no-brainer, right? But how's the government going to solve that problem? 
They can't. You know, um, the idea that a 12-year-old, I mean, these 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 uh, regulations go up to kids that are 12 years old. I mean, a 12-year-old. Gonna... How many 12-year-olds are eating paint chips off of the, uh, <laughs> off of things that, I mean, I just, I don't know. Is Maybe this some happening? developmentally disabled 12-year-olds, but Right, yeah. but that's the problem with the government. It's yeah. always the one-size-fits-all, lowest common denominator answer to everything. And look, if we needed the one-size-fits-all answer to adults, can you imagine? There's some really dumb adults out there, even the ones that aren't developmentally disabled or whatever euphemism you want to uh, to use. Uh, I mean, just just the mistakes that adults make. If we made the whole world safe just for the adults, it would be a place where you couldn't get anything done. Nothing. You couldn't go to work. So how else is this damaging uh, people's business, Sean? What's, what else does the story have to say? Well, the, the story goes on uh, that uh, on the loss of uh, the science exposure saying that uh, if they wait to introduce these kind of products to kids when they're in seventh or eighth grade and already 12 years old and market it to them they've they've already lost the attention of the students yeah they're too cool for science they're too cool for science and the 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 testing requirements far exceed the value of the materials in the kits we're talking about rubber bands and rulers here this is not stuff that that is particularly expensive so a partnership of companies that sell the, these kinds of materials have, has begun uh, talking to the Consumer Product Safety Board. Begging. They're begging. begging. They're begging. That's what the, that's their option. Yep. Uh, consumer advocates say they are sympathetic to the costs associated with testing but insist the tests must be done. The reason for this law is to ensure that products for children are safe, says Rachel Weintraub, Director of Product Safety and Senior Counsel at the Consumer Federation of America. Ooh. The universe for... So an apologist for the government, basically. Yes. yes, exactly. The universe for where there is ambiguity on testing is a relatively small one. The issue before the commission, coming up with a clearer definition of a children's product, has caused weeks of discussion, late-night meetings, and some <laughs> angst at the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Ah, oh, the poor bureaucrats. This is going to be awful. Themselves out. This is going to be awful. They're they're spending weeks trying to figure out what a children's product is. Can you imagine the bureaucratic, lengthy, legalese-filled definition that is going to come out of this awful process? It's just going to be horrible. They they say that watching legislation being made is akin to watching uh, sausages being uh, being made. I believe. Yeah, uh, it's nothing pretty. Yeah, yeah, if you if you like sausage or respect the law, don't watch either one being made. In this case, uh, the end result I think in a sausage form is is much prettier than the legalese that is going to be spewed forth uh, oh, from that's these for meetings. Certain. Yeah, while it's clear that an Elmo telephone toy for a toddler falls under the law and requires additional testing, there are products that linger in a gray area such as these science kits and lamps or rugs that are decorated with fairies or trains. Mm. Oh, sa- boy. Those same rugs, minus the fairies or trains, would not have to undergo the additional and often costly testing because they're not marketed to kids. But right. Well, the, who knows? I mean, this I could mean, be put in some guy's room that's uh, fabulous. It fabulous. <laughs> it could. There are fabulous people out there. <laughs> there are. The Halloween industry is another example, says that a superhero costume can be worn by teenagers and adults so it shouldn't necessarily be classified as a children's product it shouldn't be eaten by children either no you know what's most sad about these uh, folks that are begging for their exemptions is usually they will 
acknowledge that they believe the law is a good law. It's just that I don't think that my business should be subjected to it. No one ever takes the position that this is crazy. You people need to stop hurting folks. Well, that's because the government won't listen to that. (laughs) I mean, we we tried that when we first moved to New Hampshire. The whole, hey, you are a violent group of individuals that are hurting people with your rules. And they clammed up so fast, they don't listen to anything that's said any longer. It doesn't work. These people believe they're doing what's right. And when you tell them they're doing what's wrong and what's violent, they immediately shut it off. They've got the cognitive dissonance. You can't tell them anything about it. So I, I think that it's, it's, it's most advised if you want to run your business, continue running your business, that you not tell the bureaucrats that what they're doing is wrong or evil. Well, what they're doing is wrong and evil. Well, that, it's a good thing you don't sad. run a, a toy toy company. <laughs> I just think it's sad that nobody stands up for anybody else. And that's just the problem here. These these toy manufacturers or the science kit manufacturers, they, they won't stand up for any of the other people that are being targeted by this law. They'll only stand up for their own business. And it, it just harkens right back to uh, the, the famous poem by Pastor Martin Niemöller from the 1940s, early 40s, I believe it was. Uh, that first they came for the communists, and I wasn't a communist, so I did nothing. Uh, then they came for the trade unionists, and I wasn't a trade unionist, and so I did nothing. And then they came for... I don't know, somewhere the Jews get, the Jews. get tossed in there somewhere. And I wasn't a Jew, so uh, you know I did nothing, and then they came for me. And, then when and, I, was, and when they came for me, there was no one left to help me. And there was no me. one left to stand up for me. Yeah, something and like that's that. where we are. I really, it really is where uh, people are in this country, where they're only really concerned with themselves and their business, and they don't realize that if they just allow other people's businesses and their livelihoods to suffer, and they pretend the whole time, oh, well, it's too bad that's happening to them, but, uh, you know, that's just not my business, so I'll just not say anything about it. Uh, it's just It's just so sad to see it happening, and... And they don't realize where it's leading them. They don't, they don't understand the, the damage that that's causing. So that's why I'm concerned that's... with what happens to other people. I'm concerned about other people and their freedom because I'd like other people to be concerned about mine. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Your call's next about anything you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Talk Live. You are available. Uh, the phone lines are available for you, rather, to take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you in studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. Once again, that toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You are welcome to bring up anything. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got listening options, broadband and dial-up streams uh, that are airing the latest episode of the show 24-7 uh, it's all free over there at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can learn about our listen lines. It'll allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and some of our other listening options over at listen.freetalklive.com. 
Hey, are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? Tired of the fact, as we were discussing earlier, that people don't stand up for other people when they get into trouble when it comes to the, uh, the state folks aggressing against them? You tired of that? Well, maybe you should get together with other like-minded people. Maybe you should move as part of the Free State Project here to New Hampshire, as we have done. Sean coming up on his first full year here in another three months or so, About or that, two and yeah. a half months. Uh, and uh, we have now been here for uh, for over four years, Mark and I, and it's been great. And, and more new people are showing up all the time. There's people posting over at the Free Keen Forum just this week. A couple of folks have posted that they're going to be showing up within the next couple of weeks. And it's always great to hear that happening. And people coming into Manchester and Grafton all the time. And there's different places and, and different people all over the place. But one thing that we have in common is that we care enough about freedom that we're willing to stand up for other people that uh, may not have the exact same belief systems as uh, as we do. When we see a peaceful person being aggressed against, it's upsetting to us, and we're willing to do something about it. Now, there's little that we can do when there are only a few of us. Luckily, there have been hundreds that have made the move so far, and over 10,000 have pledged to make the move here to New Hampshire. We want to get to 20,000, and you can help us do that. Go join the Free State Project if you love freedom and are willing to do something about it at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And if you're going to move by uh, September of 2011, uh, go sign up at pledgebank.com. After you sign up at freestateproject.org, go uh, sign up at pledgebank.com slash next1000 for the next 1,000 pledge. All right, let's continue with your phone calls. Ray is listening in Washington. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Ray. In Washington. Going once. Hey, Ray, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. I can tell you some stuff about UL testing because I did it. I had a manufacturing company. But first, let me tell you about a toy that I, as a very young boy in probably 1967, got. And my sister got a toy that was kind of cool, too, because this is back in the day when they were wicked. I got a thing called a creepy crawler machine. Mm-hmm. You ever hear of it? Yeah, it was like a uh, you you put this goop in there and it would uh, in in these molds and you would heat right? it up like a little and stove. You heat it up. Yeah, they had those in the 1990s. In yeah, and you get some really cool stuff. My su- my sister had a thing called a Susie Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, yeah, boy, we used to cook some stuff with that thing, and that was pretty wild. They wouldn't let them touch anything like that nowadays, but. Well, d- wait, they still have the, the Easy Bake Oven that's just a light bulb. Didn't they have to change it to a light bulb instead of yeah, an actual right. heating element? Yeah, right. In the old days, it was an element. You could really cook with those things. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did they change the creepy crawlers? Because I remember they were advertising those when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, they- but see, how old are you? I'm 30. 30. So that's still relative in time. I mean, you're not that young. Okay. But I mean, that kind of stuff wouldn't be on the market anymore. You wouldn't have it. That mm-hmm. hot plate with all that nice, uh, you know... Plastic. You could just leave that hot plate on and leave that plastic in there for, say, four or five days before it burned your house down. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <I'm, laughs> okay. Nice. So, so here's the deal. I used to UL test. I owned a company that manufactured wood stoves. Mm-hmm. And I started the company in 1979 when I was a young man. And uh, we didn't have any UL testing at the time. But within about two years of the oil crisis of 1979, which oil went from, say, 36, I bought it in Texas that year for 36 cents a gallon, it went to $1.50. It was a huge raise, and it was like the beginning of the Mother Earth magazine and the whole thing at that time. And I used to build these wood stoves in my garage. I was a welder, and I built them on the side. And I had no UL testing, but within about two years, we were pretty heady into UL testing, and the first sticker on the wood stove that had to go on said, hot while in operation. Seems obvious, right? (laughs) Right. And we just dumbed down in society to the point by 
I ran that company and actually got it up to making about six or seven hundred wood stoves. We weren't a big company, but we were, you know, reasonable. We employed a few people. We had, you know, we made a living and had a life. And uh, but by 1988, they had brought in uh, not just UL testing but EPA testing. And that UL testing, by the time I got fully involved in that with my wood stove company, and you ask why somebody would do this, and I'll tell you why somebody would do it. For about two hundred thousand dollars a year is why somebody would do it. It's okay. why people in business. You have to understand. I don't know how much a radio station makes, but, you know, when you're in business, and I'm, my son is still in the manufacturing business, and when you're knocking down a half million dollars a year, you don't mind paying these cro- – it's not you don't mind. You just realize if you're going to get that half million, you're going to pay somebody who's going to screw you over. I mean, just alone, if you stop and think, guys, of what a half million dollars is in a year's time, the taxes alone are 100000 just in federal income taxes, just oh. your – yeah, for, for the corporation. Yeah, well, that and just your own federal income taxes. I mean, it's more than that. thousand dollars a year in federal income taxes. If you're paying you've those, got a, another uh, fourteen, fifteen thousand for Social Security. But you got to realize, at the end, you're still left with quite a bit of money. So I'm not saying, listen, I'm any proud that I didn't stand up to the government and say, I ain't going to pay you. But I got the good lion's share of that number, and it was huge. But getting back to the UL testing, by 1988. The EPA was so aggressive in all of the testing going on, there was 850 wood stove manufacturers, and believe me, there were some in you guys' backyard too, 850, okay? They hit a law that set it back that the testing alone was over 100 grand. UL testing was about 5 to 10 grand per unit, okay? Hmm. But when you hit 100 grand, in one day in 1988, of the wood stove manufacturers in the United States, out of 850, 801 lost their business, and I was one of them. Wow. So because of the federal regulations, you went out of business? Right, because it was $100,000 to test one wood stove unit. Good Lord. Now, let me tell you who assisted For EPA federal, certification. For EPA certification. Now, let me tell you who assisted the EPA. And you, I'm and, sorry, you had to do that. Listen, the next day you were going to federal prison for making a wood stove. That's how much you had wow. to do it. None of this local guy's beating the tar out of you. Okay, so let me tell you who assisted the federal government in, in this law. It was the 49 of the largest manufacturers left. Mm-hmm. See, and I would come to you guys, and I would sell you a wood stove with all of the same stuff they had for $499. They wanted to sell them for $1,400. And they're, they're getting more than that now, I can tell you Yeah, that. that's right. And you know what? Just think of this, guys. Take it from a guy who's manufactured all his life. When you look at that wood stove with that brass door or whatever, those are $14. That yeah, glass it's, that's in there, it's, that's $14. It's absolute crap. There's $115 with a steel glass and paint in one of those things. Yep. And a man makes them every – in a production system, you'd probably knock them out every three hours at most. Yeah, it's man. that's – I mean, you pretty much just reiterated uh, the point. It's these regulations that uh, that essentially drove a st- uh, that drive a stove that cost them $150 right. to make to be $1,500 at that's retail. Exactly well, because of the less uh, – there's less competition in right, the marketplace Right, because they took the, they right. took these uh, regulations. They drove yeah. their competition out of business. I'm yeah, sorry to hear I, that happen to you, Ray. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, it really, really hurt when I did it because, I mean, I was putting in tons of hours as a young man. I, I started doing that when I was like 20 years old, and I – by 28, I was, you know, that's when it was over. Oh, yeah, I you thought was, you had a good business. You thought you had something that was going to keep going, and then the feds came in and basically told you, screw you, you're done. You know what? When an honest man goes bankrupt, he doesn't go bankrupt. He closes his store. He never stole anybody's money. So all I could do literally at that time was close my doors. 
But let me tell you something. It's not that bad for me, okay? I happen to have been all my life buying a little bit of property for $1,000 down here and $1,000. So what I had virtually paid maybe $50,000 for wind up selling for over 300000 in 1970, uh, 1980. I'm glad 19- you're all right, uh, but it oh, is yeah, bad when fine, your dr- you know? your dreams are shattered. Forget you. What about your employees? I yeah. mean, you, you employ you know, people. I couldn't to make do nothing for them. I had to lay right. them off. Yeah, I mean, it is bad. Uh, so you might have came out all right because you were relatively successful uh, and you invested and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. But your dreams were destroyed and those people's jobs were destroyed and competition was destroyed. And now everybody has to pay more. And I thank you for sharing that story, uh, Ray. I appreciate it. Eight, and thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. There may be enough time for your thoughts here in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live moments remain, but enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines at the amp-only forum podcast and more get the details get signed up with any major credit card and some alternative options including paypal go to amp.freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your calls jason in pennsylvania you're on free talk live hello jason jason hey what's on your mind tonight well it's calling to talk about uh disciplining your kids all right uh without spanking them (laughs) as a uh i'm a member of the Free State Project, and uh, I don't know when I'll ever get to move up there, but I signed up anyway. But, uh, you know, as someone who thinks about liberty and thinks about living peacefully and uh, actually carrying that out as a parent can be difficult sometimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I initiate uh, force on my child, Jack, just about every day. Yeah, yeah. Force. Yeah, force. Uh, Not necessarily. I, I have never spanked him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I admit that uh, I've got... I've got uh, three kids right now, six months, uh, four years old, and, and five years old. When uh, my four- and five-year-old were, were younger, I did resort to, to spanking at times. And uh, as, you know, that, that was hard on me. Uh, you know, uh, you get to your, your last wits and, like, I've got to stop my kid from doing something or he did something terrible. He needs to be punished, and it... You know, if you've been brought up in a household that's banked or something like that, it's it's almost like uh, you don't, you can't think of anything else to do. Yep. Mm. Um, 
Although so there I'm are options, to, uh, as we've discussed banking yes. on the show, uh, it's always interesting to, to hear from parents that have had really difficult children uh, to deal with that have had very creative solutions for uh, to avoid spanking. It's just I agree. it would make sense, though, that if you were brought up being spanked, that that is something that you would think of and, and, and move toward as a, as a choice. So uh, it was it was hard, though, uh, knowing that you didn't want to do that, but not really having any other options. So I did. I have found something that worked. That works very, very well. Uh, and uh, I'm going to plug a book. I make no money off the book, but <laughs> it's one, two, three magic. Uh, if you've heard of it, great. Uh, this uh, this method of disciplining is really, really good. Uh, and how's it work? There's two 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 halves of it, really. There's there's uh, stop behaviors and start behaviors. I'll just cover stop behaviors since we got a few minutes here. Um, Basically, if your kids are doing something that you want them to stop, you count them. And uh, this is the uh, negative half of the disciplining. So if, uh, if the kid's whining or uh, begging for something, basically anything that you don't want them to be doing, you count them. Count them you in say, what way? Why? Uh, you would just say, Johnny, that's one. And uh, if he continues in the behavior, you say, Johnny, that's two. And if he continues still, you say, Johnny, that's three, go take five. And uh, so it's basically a timeout program Mm -hmm. with a method of uh, getting your kids to understand that they're doing something that you don't find acceptable. Uh, Starting the program can be very difficult uh, because your kids are going to rebel, most of them. Uh, But uh, the the book 123Magic is is really good at uh, getting you to implement this in your household, and the end result is a much more peaceful house and uh you I'm familiar with the technique. Uh, it's the first time I've heard it brought up in a, in a while, but it's it's probably a good negative reinforcement. How would you feel about combining it with positive uh, incentives like a like a star uh, system where, you know, the kids are good all day, they get a star and then if they get five stars in a week or whatever, they get ice cream, you know, some sort of a uh, positive uh, incentive system. Yes. Yeah. Uh that is also covered in the book. Uh Positive reinforcement is used for specific things that you're wanting them to do. For instance, uh, let's say getting ready for school in the morning or brushing their teeth mm-hmm. or cleaning their room, uh, that sort of stuff. Right. It works really well when they have something specific that they know that they can do to you know, be rewarded. All of that um, and not ever getting to three as well could also be something yeah, with, uh, yeah. being rewarded. Right. Um, there, was a, there was some... Things that are incumbent on parents to do, though, when doing this, uh, when doing any any discipline system, I think is important. But it's pointed out in the book that is uh, no talking and no emotion. The the no talking thing is that uh, you can you can make a mistake and think that your kids work just like little adults and they will understand your lectures. But if you remember being a kid, lectures didn't work too well. I don't remember uh, lectures. <laughs> no, no, you don't remember them, or no. you were never given them. I don't. I can't answer that. <laughs> I, mean, I just um, don't know. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the little kids, especially young kids, like uh, like I've got, you know, three and five year old. Uh, if you try to lecture them on why they shouldn't uh, throw rocks at each other for fun, you know, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really do much. But if you count them uh, and uh, they know that okay, they're going to get a timeout for for doing some antisocial behavior, then they'll they'll stop. But uh, lectures. 
don't work, and they just tire you out as a parent, too. And then the next time they do something, they're like, oh, my God, I just told you all about why that's wrong. Why are you still doing it? And now you are getting emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I see where you, I, starts. I see where you're coming from, <laughs> but it, it, it kind of bothers me when people treat children as though they are incapable of understanding what adults uh, say to them. I mean, certainly they're on a different level uh, than adults, uh, but I, I think that to not explain to them why you're uh, d- disciplining them or why they shouldn't do X, Y, or Z... I think is to kind of talk, you know, to treat them as dumb and or to treat them as uh, incapable. And I think that if you want them to become capable, you have to treat them as though they are. Does that make sense? I, I can. Yes, it does make sense. Uh, but you can take it too far. As like, oh, I'm going to pick on my wife because she she can go on and on to the kid about she's not here right now, right? Yeah. Uh, she can go on. Uh, my my kids are uh, David, Tommy, and Patrick. So she will lecture David about. Uh, how he's, he's supposed to treat his brother nicer. And uh, we'll go on and on about, uh, you know, wouldn't he want to be treated this way and not that way? And, and uh, you know, he, after, after just saying, don't treat your brother uh, like you wouldn't want to be treated, that's about... You know, that, that explains everything. You don't need to keep going and I see where you're coming and, from. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely get where you're coming from, not uh, beating them over the head uh, with it. But right. uh, to leave them in the dark, I think, would be uh, silly. Yeah. Okay, thanks yeah. for that. Um, Anything else you want to share? I guess that's it for tonight, guys. The book was called One, Two, Three, Magic, you said? Two, Three, Magic, yeah. yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. Mark is the, the new father. What are your thoughts? Well, we've, we're, we're just moving into the area of uh, discipline at this point. Uh, we've, you know... Jack isn't going to go anywhere and take five when you tell him to take five. You can count up to three if you feel like it. And that's, you know, if you feel like doing it, he's going to continue to whack the dog with something. So um, and that's that at this point, uh, you know, the biggest thing that we have to deal with is Jack whacking the dog with something. When when I say whack, he actually can't hit the dog very hard. It just kind of, you know, the dog would prefer not to be hit. And, um, you know, he he just thinks it is high fun. Um, You know, he laughs as he tries to beat the dog with something. And you know, we just pick him up, move him to his room. He hates this. He hates he hates the look on your face when you're not happy. Mm. Um, so, uh, I, I, I here's uh, we're talking about the initiation of force. He was uh, using a stick to to hit mommy uh, yesterday, and oh he's gonna swing it at her, and we're like, no, Jack. No. And, uh, you know, trying to explain you can't do that, whatever. And he actually hit her with it. She leaned in and, and she actually got hit with it. It didn't hurt her or anything like that. I just snatched that stick out of her out of his hand and threw it into the woods. And um, like he was just shocked. Nothing like that had ever happened to him before. Wow. You know, like, oh, my God, what has happened? So he continues to look at me and, you know, like, the tears welling up in his eyes. He's all upset and, you know, just explaining you can't use, you can't hit people with well, things. Well, and, and children Hitting's and not okay. animals also want attention, too, right? So there's also the kind of ignore them, turn around and ignore them, don't uh, give them the, uh, what they want. Putting them in the room is a part of that, right, mm-hmm. where they're not, yes. they're, they're not getting that connection that they're, they're looking for. They're not getting the attention that they're, they're hoping to get from their actions yeah it's all you it's all you can do at this at this point here's a very basic level of uh of discipline he's two and a half so there you go uh so yeah more coming up here of course uh tomorrow night you can join us for more free talk live whether you want to talk about disciplining children i think it's a you know fascinating uh topic and alternatives 
to spanking, I'm all in favor of because that's one of those things that I disagree with. I, I don't, I don't think it's a good thing to spank your kids. Um, my parents managed to raise me without, uh, without doing it, and other parents have had uh, kids that are more challenging, I'm sure, than I was, uh, and they've managed to not spank their kids. Sean, were you spanked as you were growing up? Um, a couple of family members tried it, yeah. But that weren't your parents. <laughs> yeah. That oh boy. My parents. How'd that go over? Um, my parents actually had said it was okay as far as I know. We will see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. Yes. Tim, you there? Yeah, man. Can you hear me okay? I gotcha. Perfect. Did you find your cell phone, Mark? I did. Uh, it was uh, in in my car, you know, not not too far hey. away. But... <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good news. I, ta- I talked to Jesse about it yesterday, and we both were like, when I said, yeah, he lost his cell phone, we were both like, wow, that's eyebrow-raising stuff. Oh, <laughs> man. So <laughs> we're so tethered to that. You know, yeah. that, that's major stuff. Well, I'm glad you found it, pal. That's good news. Yep. All right, so um, let's just uh, we'll just talk about the podcast, maybe five ten minutes, and we're going to attach this to, attach this to our podcast as an interview uh, today, and uh, people, you know, maybe three five thousand people will hear it, and uh, you know, some of them will come listen, right? Perfect, baby. All right, sounds good. Here we go. It's another edition of the Edgington Post, and today I have with me Tim Cummins. Tim, are you there? Yeah, whoa! <laughs> hey, Tim. So uh, you you're doing a podcast, and we've I've known you for years. Uh, you are the uh, the father of a, a real close friend of the show. We use him as a, a remote producer, and um, so we've known you and Jesse for a long time. And you've decided to put together your own. You're a preacher man too, and you help in. Um, is it the urban areas in in um, Atlanta? Yeah, it's an area called the International Village, Mark, home to over 760 different languages and 145 different countries, man. It's called the International Village. So I work wow. with the immigrant and refugee population over here. That's that's great. So, um, and you, uh, besides doing that, you've decided to put, you wanted to put together a podcast. And um, that podcast is called Verbal Surgery. And, you know, I listened to it before before we, you know, did the advertising thing. I, I listened to the podcast to see, you know, how's this going to work for my listeners? How's it going to work for you? How's it going to work for Free Talk Live? And, you know, at first it felt, um, you know, for me, I was like, oh, this this is so positive. It almost seems contrived. But after I listened to it for a little while, what I found was that, you know, it doesn't ma- It didn't matter to me what you were saying is it was changing my inner being the way I was feeling at the time. That's right, Mark. Well, you know what I've discovered over time, and in particular with working with a lot of kids and their immigrant population, but a lot of people over there is they don't feel good about themselves. They're given a constant stream of negative messages, people telling them that they're no good, they can't do things, whatever, and uh, that impacts people in a very negative way. And so I find myself every day when I'm working with these kids telling them, yes, you can do this, yes, you are able to do this, Yes, you are a good person. Yes, you are smart. 
because they're teachers, and I know Free Talk Live has had a lot to say about our public school systems, but our teachers tend to be just uh, merchants of, of negativity. And so I felt like uh, not only the kids that I work with and people I work with do that, but everybody needs that. Everybody needs a blast of positivity and that's what verbal surgery is all about pal yeah you know and i i feel it and you uh you know i i I've got to say that I feel entirely different from uh, the moment you know when I start listening to the the newest verbal surgery and you've got more than a dozen up there probably 20 25 yeah, I think it's like a little over 30 now, something like that. That's pretty close, yeah. I, you know, I feel entirely different from the time that I start listening to one to when I finish listening to one. And you don't even honestly have to go the whole way through before you get the the effect and it's I you know, you said somewhere in one of them that it's it's, it's a technique called neuro-linguistic programming. Is that all well, of it or I, is it is there something more to it? What is it that that you do there in it? Well, a lot of it is based on NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which was founded by uh, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, uh, that was made popular by Anthony Robbins. Okay, I'm familiar with Anthony Robbins. And the whole idea of uh, the words you use are very powerful. Sure. The language you use is powerful. That's one reason why I think that uh, what you guys are doing is so effective. Talk radio influences people. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't having an influence on people, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing, right? Right. So, you know, and the more that you can, and, you know, well-thought-out stuff that's well-researched is going to impact people. And the, if, when you start impacting people not only on the, the left brain, which is all the research and you're making logical arguments, but also on the right brain side of things, which is you're having an emotional appeal or emotional effect, you put those two things together. And like you, like you mentioned, as you go through that, you'll notice that the first bit, which is based on my tweets at Tim A. Cummins, which are just positive, like Ben, I like to think of them as like Ben Franklin on steroids, okay. my, uh, Mark. You know, so, but at, you'll, you'll get the first part of it where it's where I'm just basically talking about either leadership skills, success things, or relationships. You'll see a lot of those common themes through that. But then there'll be a section of this, the thing where you'll notice that the pacing changes. Yeah, the pacing does. And as pacing that seems. Pacing changes. Pacing seems it, very it important. You, I'm, so, I'm it, sorry. It, it does. It, it's like it, it starts to affect you. Not only on your conscious mind, but at an unconscious level. Because most people, when they think about their mind, they think about the conscious mind. The conscious mind can only keep in, if you're really smart, about 10 things at one time. If you give a list of numbers or whatever, about 10 things is all they can remember. But the unconscious or subconscious mind, from what the nearest neurology experts are saying, is it's somewhere along the lines of 10 million things at one time. It's sort of like if I say, Mark, you know, if you think about your right toe right now inside your shoe, whatever like that, what does that think of? Well, you weren't thinking about that before, but when you suddenly focus your attention on it, yeah, you're, you're doing it. So I like to try to have a section of the podcast where it starts to address more of the, the unconscious parts, uh, with, which is a different pacing. It's a different tempo. And uh, again, just that very positive message because People who listen to Free Talk Live, I like to call it Free Talk Love, baby, amen? <laughs> you know, they, they're, not a, they're not a regular radio, you know, they're not 
right wing. They're not left wing, right. you know, but they are definitely activists. And that's what I'm, I, I'm really interested in people that want to try to do something to make changes. And what I found is, is people that are like that, they have a tendency to also want to change themselves for the better. And when they find something that affects them in a positive way, they continue to, to listen to it, whether it's reading a certain author or listening to a certain podcast or, 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 or a, a book, whatever it is. And so I like to try to, to find those people who want to make positive changes in themselves. And I think by just listening, all you got to do is just listen. And hopefully you find it entertaining and, and funny or whatever as well. Uh, but after you're finished, you listen to it, you start thinking, you know, man, I really do feel better. I, I, you know, I'm, there's something that's happened to me where I feel better, and that's what verbal surgery is all about, Mark. Yeah, you know, and, uh, it, it can be difficult listening. Free, free Talk Live, when I was doing it before I moved up to New Hampshire and, and maybe the first, uh, you know, few months that we were here, it was, it, it's depressing listening to all the bad news that comes from the government and things like that. And it can be, it could be, you know, it takes its toll on your soul. And, I, I think that people need some kind of uh, antidote to that, and I'm, I, you know, I think that uh, verbal surgery can be that antidote. Obviously, I, I think that if you are here in New Hampshire, you're still looking for <laughs> ways to be positive, and and um, you know, I've I've found this. It's one of many things that I'm doing in order to you know create a better me, and I, you know, that. I'm I'm just really glad that you're doing it, and um, you know, so. Uh, where can people go in order to uh, to find verbal surgery? Well, they just go to verbalsurgery.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Is the easiest way to download it, but it's also on iTunes. If you look up, it'll be under self help for under verbal surgery, and you'll find it right there. Most of it are they're usually between the ten and twenty minute yeah. ranges. They're all based on just one thought generally, um, and uh, I think you know, give it a try, see what you think. Uh, I know some people have said, well, you know, it's kind of so overwhelmingly uh, positive. You know, it's almost like cokey. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, I, I don't have a problem with that. My deal is check it out. Listen to it. If it makes you feel better, hey, man, then go for it. I right. like to think of it as vitamins for the soul. I, you, know? I, you take these things and feel better, baby. Yeah, you know, and, and I, what I would encourage people to do, because this is what I did, is, you know, um, give it a fair shot. Don't say, this is hokey, and then uh, put it away, aside, because it's it's an extraordinarily positive message. I don't honestly, Tim, know how you do it, but it's a, an extraordinarily positive message, and it, it's probably going to take the cynical mind a, uh, you know, a few minutes to let go of its cynicism in order to listen listen to it see how you feel when you're done listening to it and see if it did what you wanted it to do don't you know judge it based on what what you're hearing right then but see whether it worked and i think that that's the way to judge it well you know it's not a left brain thing it's not a logical critical factor thing at all mark Mm -hmm. it's not it's about an emotional get you in the guts kind of a thing and like I said before, people need to feel good about themselves, whether they're, you know, fighting for freedom or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, what in, in the workplace, I'm big on relationships, about your friendships, your relationship with your children, with your wife. All of that's going to be impacting on you. And the bottom line in all this stuff is, listen, Mark, you and Ian are great people, man. 
you've got a lot. You brought a lot to this planet. You came from, you know, a, a tiny little internet little thing to being a major podcast force, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud to be associated with you guys. I think you're doing some really positive things for freedom. And uh, I think that uh, I really, really appreciate you uh, endorsing, you know, what I'm doing. I think it's a hand-in-glove fit. I really do, man, because the better you feel about yourself, the more you want to make positive changes on the planet. And you don't have to come all the way to New Hampshire to do that. You can do that right in your own neighborhood, man, to do positive things for people in the name of freedom. Yep. And every time you do that and say, this is a positive thing, that's what I want to, you know, I want to. All right, Tim, um, we uh, we just lost you on the line there. And I yeah, want... sorry about that, Tim. No problem. It's the wonders of modern technology. And uh, you, um, just uh, pick up with, uh, you know, the thought that you had or, um, you know, we, we can continue. It's uh, whatever you want to say right now. Uh, listen, the first thing I want to say is I appreciate Free Talk Live. I like to thank you all as Free Talk Love, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being a, a sponsor, what we're doing, you know, I, I believe in what you guys are doing about the activism that y'all guys are up to. And all of us have a part in, in, in looking in for freedom. It's not just about having these silly tea party things, but it's being positive of people. As you do things that are positive to people and, and do it in the name of freedom, whether you're up there in Keene or around New Hampshire or even here in good old Atlanta, Georgia, you know, positive things are going to happen. But the main thing is this. You are a great person, Mark. You are an awesome person, a person with tremendous skill. And your listeners are some of the best, man. And I am so proud to be able to, to be a sponsor of what Free Talk Live is up to. And uh, I hope that the people who listen to this say, well, I may try this verbal surgery ad. I've got to give it a shot and see what it says, you know. And uh, it's not your average podcast. I do think it's for everybody, though. I can't say that about much stuff, but I do think this one is. I think if you listen to this and give it a shot and listen to a couple of them, I think you'll find yourself feeling better. And your relationships will be stronger, and who knows, may make even richer and better looking. By golly, <laughs> well, who could who could uh, argue with that? So it's it's verbal sur- it's verbal surgery dot com. Go check it out. I recommend it. I enjoyed it, and um, Ian has uh, listened to it, enjoyed it um, himself. So uh, you know, there's there's your endorsement, Tim, uh, and I appreciate you coming on with me. You bet, man. You guys go get them, Tigers. Thanks, brother. Cheers. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.